Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Good stats. This Week in League, the benevolent Manly Sea Eagles end the British potato famine, releasing Luke Burgess and Folletti Matteo to the English Super League. After scouting Matt Lodge, Wayne Bennett looks to replace entire forward pack with guards from the Darwin Juvenile Justice System. Joe Burgess to change his surname to Pomeroy after threats of a defamation suit from the legitimate Burgeye. And we preview all the action for round 21 of the 2016 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 232 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Welcome again to all our new listeners. Thanks for stopping by. And of course, our old listeners, we love you guys. We love you long time, of course, and have have loved you long time. Um, as we always say at the start of the show, you know, if you're new, poke your head up, give us a shout on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and, uh, you know, we'll give you a shout out and uh, get some followers around you and, uh, you know, a ready-made rugby league loving, you know, community of internet buddies. Um... And we've got a couple this week. Uh, Magpie Warrior 95 on Twitter said, Our new listener to the podcast, love it. Wife wondering why I'm always offering to take the baby for walks. Hashtag headphones, hashtag laughing in the street. There you go, sir. Good thing you're not in America or you probably get shot for doing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, on a daily bailer said, Please give a shout out to at the Alex Craig, who has just started listening to the show, but is too much of a coward to tweet yet. So uh, there you go, Alex. Uh, the Alex Craig, I mean, doesn't ring a bell to me personally. <laughs> Do you have a blue tick? Uh, as, well, no, it's just like, you know, oh, of course, Alex Craig, that guy that did that thing that yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I haven't, him, seen, I haven't the, seen him for, for ages since he did that. Um, that thing. Yeah. That was that was really popular. Yeah, good bloke. Everyone loved it. Yep. It was a smash hit. <laughs> Box office gold. <laughs> had the whole, had the country singing. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, sir. Welcome, welcome. Um, oh, mailbag this week. Just before you do that, there's yes. another one. Oh, yeah, um, another one. I want to give a shout out to uh, to at Campbell underscore Zeb. Oh, okay. Long. Uh, I recognise. Uh, I recognise that name. Probably been tagged in Facebook posts. Yes, he's uh, he's a, a long term friend of uh, Mr. Wars mm-hmm. and myself, who's just opened himself up to Twitter. And he's opened a, himself up. He's a Dragons Gates, fan. Gates, if you will. He's a Dragons fan, so he's picked the worst possible time <laughs> to uh, to get on Twitter, but get around him and say good day. Loves, loves a punt too, so get his tips. Was he successful? I mean, you love a punt, and you know, you can... I mean, Kieran Foran loves a punt. <laughs> he's one of those arsy cunts. Oh, uh, yes. You know, you'd, you'd catch up for a beer. I remember we were at... Um, when I lived out uh, in the Redlands, we caught yep. up at the Grandview Hotel. Yeah. And we go in for, you know, two beers, have a chat, whatever. Yeah. 
and he just ducks in and comes out with a Quinella. It's <laughs> just ridiculous. I was like, okay, let's yeah, let, let's all listen, listen, listen to his tips. <laughs> you have a fucking segment on the show. <laughs> uh, League underscore fan 81. There are plenty of lols in the latest. Ep. My personal MVP was putting Martin Bryan up as an option for the Broncos forward rotation. Look, yeah, don't put it past Wayne. Mitch Pool 01 uh, said, uh, one line jumped out of P. Kent's article about the shark streak. And it says, uh, premiership trophies don't come with asterisks. Except in 2007, no, I was say, 2009. I, I believe they do. <laughs> I believe there's two in our record books that, in fact, are exactly that, not even joking. So, uh, yeah, poor Kent, you know. Plenty to say about that guy over the years. The base Chapo. Uh, did you guys reveal that Rabs is, in fact, a 500-year-old Romanian vampire that drinks the blood of young children? Hashtag stay woke. Look, I tried to, but then Jay's like, oh, no, because he's part of the Illuminati that's protecting the secrets. So he's like, oh, no, you've got to be hipster to, to, to know that. <laughs> Think of the children. Well, you know, they're going to be... Cardinal Sa- Jay. They're going to be South's fans. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to miss them? <laughs> yeah. May as well get as much use out of, the, out of, exactly. out of their lifeless little husks while you can. <laughs> exactly. Let's face it. I mean, not you know. If maybe that's a problem, maybe you should leave the South fans alone <laughs> because there's not a lot of nutrition there, judging from the way that his, his mental faculties are declining. B boy one eight two saw this Tour Nation sticker down near the Rubik's Cube at Maroubra Beach. No idea how it got there. Ugh. Winky face. Yes, yes. Of course, you have no idea, sir. Uh, look to look to look forward to seeing the uh, the new one. Accompany it Get in the very there. near future. Uh, Sam the Warden, a great episode of this week in league this week. Glenn, who? I don't know. You ask some questions, mate. Fucking <laughs> me out. Stop it. Jeez, God, dude wins an Oscar, and all of a sudden he's just like fucking yeah. getting, all that, getting that fucking Real Housewives bitchiness up in here. No. <laughs> uh, One eye tiger underscore. He's a, a countless asterisk, journalism in decline. And he's <laughs> an excerpt out of an article about the Broncos game. In a rare sight, fans began streaming out of Suncorp Stadium 12 minutes from full time. There was a crowd that was stunned by Brisbane's lack of intent. Normally, Lang Park is filled with a chorus of chants and cheers. That's actually not true. But on Friday night, it was instead filled with groans and sighs. And here's the crucial part. As the Broncos made countless mistakes. Dash... 12 to be exact. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Congratulations, wow. sir. You are no doubt still paying off your hex debt oh, it, and uh, money well spent. <laughs> no, it's fairly predictable to find out when Broncos fans are going to leave. It's any time that they're not winning. Mm. And it's, and this, this thing is it's normally filled with a chorus of chants and cheers that's bullshit man it's like if, if they score a try they'll cheer for and a bit but they're just they're pretty much dead quiet unless they're booing I, an injured opposition player I, I don't think let's go Broncos let's go counts as a chant and that's the that's the PA that's not the yeah, people though you, people don't you know. join on with that stuff I mean the fact that they, they you know, the, the American institution of the rally tail it like lasted a week yeah <laughs> like instant insta failure that was so bad that was um, still one of the fast, the I, fast I would say close, had. To, close to the most fair were the fans yep. in the competition. Now, I'm not talking about the, you know, the hardcore 
Broncos supporters that, yeah, you know, if, if he was asked to, you know, someone like... Generally speaking, they'll be the, the ones that listen to the show are the ones that aren't... In, yeah, they, in they're going to stay till the bitter end. And, yeah. You know, like Sam would clean cheese out of Sam Thido's urethra with a pipe cleaner if he asked yeah. him to, but yeah. um, the that next level back fan, yeah. more fair weather than anything else in Brisbane. Like, I'll give you the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, well, this is the thing. In uh, I would the figures with Broncos membership in you know two thousand one, yeah. two three, whatever the years were when, when the Lions won, mm. guarantee you that they were yeah. <laughs> inferior. And it, it's just a it's they're like a it's like a title flow. <laughs> the Broncos at the moment well, they got to the grand final last year, so the ties in the Lions are uh, fucking ridiculous, yeah. like you know, useless. But again, like when when they were winning, mm. you'd walk around the streets and every tenth person would have a Lions shirt or a jersey or that yep. stupid fucking number plates and, yep. and all this stuff. Now, the only people that even know they exist are probably expats from from Victoria or Western Australia. They want to see their shit sport every other weekend. Is it a sport? Oh, game. Okay. A game. Mm. My mistake. I misspoke. Sorry. <laughs> it's clearly not a sport. It's a game. It's a... <laughs> Some frivolous little fucking diversion that they play in Mexico. Um, noughts and crosses. This is for the NRL. Late as that. This is just made for some members of this week in league. And it's uh, it's the ad. You've all seen it, I'm sure. Stories from the stands. What was that great moment when you were at the footy? Hashtag history happens. This is a collection of real stories as told by the fans. So, yeah. That uh, yeah, that is that is made for us. I'd love to hear your stories from the stands and your greatest moments. And please tag them. History happens, so the NRL sees what the real. Can the real somebody list. please, um, either a listener of the female persuasion mm-hmm. or get somebody's partner, wife, sister, mother, granny to do it, but send in a history happens video as the lady that pissed in her seat. Yeah, and I forget I forget what her name is now, but because she was like the mother of a Broncos player, junior player. <laughs> I fucking forget it was. It was one of the guys like with um, Nick Reamer, like you know that started last season when you had a bunch of young guys that yeah. were vying for the yeah. fucking what was his name because he's de- he's not kicked on. I don't know if he's even still with them, but um, yeah, <laughs> it was that guy's mum, which makes it even funnier that she's just not some random dirty ranger. Yeah, <laughs> it just happened to be up in the fucking cheap seats. Ah, <laughs> uh, pop underscore really the origin to Perth talk it'll be on a weekend come 2019 won't it so I don't think the time zone thing will be an issue yeah I don't think the time zone thing was an issue anyway like it's more the fact that its origin has got fuck all to do with them over there and should remain in two states shouldn't even go to fucking Melbourne I'll st- I'll, yeah. I, I will never never change my opinion that it's it yeah. shouldn't be origin is not about growing the game origin is about two states that hate each other's guts going at it yeah it, it just the, the same way that there, there will be more issues in the future, but you know, obviously players from England and New Zealand can't play. Mm-hmm. Um, can't play, play and aren't eligible. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Cracking whip. Um, you know, players who are, who are born in Melbourne aren't eligible. Yeah, but I mean, so, like, once again, <laughs> like Mahe Fanura, he's not, I don't think he's crying, he's yeah. fucking asleep. Um, but no, I, I agree. It should be, it should be um, kept kept to the states and and at the very least you know find find another appropriate ground within those states yeah look if you want to, if you want to grow you want to grow the game then great send matches like you do yes 
test matches. Send finals well, matches. Well, well, no, they're still final matches. Not a like, grand final, but, but they're sending sending like the um, the you know, home home advantage or you know region. That's that's important. But yeah. um, but you know they're sending world cup world world cup matches around the place like the Darwin over WWE. You know, yeah, that's that's great. That's growing the game. But Origin is not a tool to grow the game. Origin is um yeah. a tool to um hate fucking Queenslanders. Or vice versa, mm. if you're um, if you're a disappointment to your family. Um, kick it to Hunt. Wayne Bennett signing Grubs. He was also trying to sign Russell Packer when he first got to the Broncos. Yeah, so, okay. Was he trying to sign Russell Packer to the Broncos? I remember he. De- I mean, he signed him. He 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 At was the the, yeah. He, he signed, signed yeah. him to the Knights, and um, but then that was when he that then the dude he he kicked the shit out of someone after he'd signed with the Knights. After he'd signed with yeah, the Knights, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Did it have anything to do with him ending up at the Dragons? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine that Wayne Bennett would be. Uh, uh, would anyone take popular. his calls at the Dragons? You wouldn't think so, would yeah. you? Know? Look at look at the state of him. It's like the yeah. Knights. They wouldn't be taking his calls either. Yeah, true. Dude's fucking. He's he's the devil. <laughs> he goes into the fucking white ant clubs and get the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, look at the like for Dragons win a premiership. Garbage. <laughs> Knights. Just garbage. <laughs> Broncos get the grand final. Garbage. Yeah. This pattern. The, the yep. history keeps repeating. Yep. Hashtag history happens. Um, Devonhead just sent my ten-year-old to school with the twill wristband on, so he can spread the gospel of twill. Cue complaints any day now. Welcome to all our. What's ten? What's ten get you? E five. Grade five. Yeah. Welcome to all our grade five listeners. Yes. Teach some new words. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, cunts. We're giving you pearls. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow in school, when your teacher starts to uh, give you homework, I want you to stand up, slap your hands down on your desk, and say, what is this international cunt circus? Yes. And then tell your teachers we sent you. If you have a mobile device, you need to record that shit too. (laughs) (laughs) Send it in. (laughs) Because, yeah. (laughs) That would be funny as fuck. Um, If you're one of my young relatives (laughs) listening to this, that was a joke. Definitely do it. Don't do it. Definitely do it. That school is yours. <laughs> Don't let the teacher stop you. <laughs> you own that shit. <laughs> You're paying for your education. <laughs> Manny McP25. Listen to five minutes of This Week in League on the way to work and now I have Venga Boy stuck in my head. Thanks, cunts. Look, in our defence, I will say that we just mentioned the word Venga Bus. We did not start singing the song at all. Did we? Yeah, no, you went full fucking retro. Oh, we didn't sing the song. We didn't sing, did we? Yeah. Really? You got your vest and cowboy hat out from under the desk and you oh, were doing the moves. <laughs> yeah. Now get it stuck in your head, bitch. Although, what's worse? That or just... I will never subscribe. I will never subscribe to the line of thought that that is a shameful or bad song. No, no, no. But it's just the amount of time it gets stuck in your head. Yeah, but I mean that's like I mean that's like that that song's fucking awesome. Turn your volume, turn, turn your phone onto silent, cunt. That that song is awesome to start with, but then you've got like the secondary connotation, like with Job and the rest of development to his magic show. Like it can't lose that song. It's just it's, it's amazing from start to finish. Um, Mario Siegs. Ah, podcasting done right. Abuse, abusing Arva right from the start. Thank you, sir. And, you know, we, we may well never hear that name on the show again, and uh, I'm, I'm very I'm very cool yep. with that. Um, Hadman from... Um, fucking... I've lost his... 
I've lost his Twitter handle. Just give me a second while I, while I go to my phone because um, he sends us 400 tweets a day, so it's, so, it's going to be so easy to... What's old mate, Ben Ben R47, is it? Yes, Ben R47. Ben R47, yep, okay. So he sent us... He's done He's done the, the, the tweet cheat thing where he's basically just typed a fucking essay into, into Notepad and into the Notes app on his phone and then screenshotted it and got, you know, dumped it into the tweet. Make it easier. Just send, send a voice file. He's been he's been back and forth and he's been sending DMs and stuff and and he's just like he's in the states in Atlanta he uh, he's str- he's struggling with the yields he picked the yields in the moment of weakness and he's just struggling with this season and you know not, and not having any ties at all to them it like, makes what, it even it makes it even more it difficult done? like did he have a pet eel when he was a kid don't know he can tell that story I I don't if I, if I've heard I don't recall why um, but he said I don't want to sound cringy. But I just want to say, over my first season of watching NRL and, and listening to this podcast, has been a hell of a good time. I've never listened to podcasts before this, so when I searched for an NRL podcast one day, I didn't expect to find something like Twill Nation. All you guys have been a pleasure to talk to and interact with. League has quickly become my favourite sport over NFL. I don't want to be that American guy who doesn't know anything, so I've been trying to learn and analyse the sport as much as I can, and I wake up to watch the games live really early in the morning. Uh, I'm sad this season's coming to a close in about two months, and I'm already looking forward to next February for the Nines. Thanks for everything. Sounds like he's signing off there, mate. It's plenty of time to go. I mean, the eel season's over, sure. Yeah, but, but then, then he tweeted. He, he went through this whole thought process over. Um, was it Monday? And he's just like, "Oh, look, I'm you know, mainly my second favorite team. Like, I'm thinking of fucking ditching the eels." And and then he said, well, "Like, I've, deci- I've decided. I've decided. me." Then he said, "I've decided. I've decided to take my. I've decided to take my support to, to mainly and ditch the eels." And he actually, he actually called. He said, he sent a tweet and said something like, "Oh, the eels had like nine members in the United States I'm like you know that's a random number why not you know how'd you get that number he said oh because I rang them up to cancel my membership (laughs) fuck (laughs) at least he fucking owned it yeah (laughs) he won't die wondering I mean you could have recorded the phone call for for us to laugh at but But, um, can you imagine that phone call though why does that not surprise me you get the boop 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 at the start because he's called from international (laughs) somebody Picks the eels, yeah. With access to modern technology mm. and the interwebs, yep. Who picks the eels for no apparent reason, yep. Doesn't surprise me that they just jump one rung down the ladder and end up as a fucking cunt manly supporter. <laughs> I dare say he jumped a couple of rungs up the ladder at this point. No, <laughs> no. Well, sports mate will tell you no. the true story. <laughs> but um, yeah. Look, I was. <laughs> Jumping, jumping teams is, is such a such a kind of act. Yeah. However, you've you've gone the right direction, but gangster move actually calling him up to cancel your membership yeah. and not just letting the die silently. Uh, you know what? I get it because for him, yeah, he's just enjoying the game. Yes, correct. And two things are going to make that more enjoyable: um, having a team, having a horse in the race. Yes, yes. Or rampant gambling <laughs> so he's probably chosen the safest option well he's, so cho- um, he's chosen the option as well it's probably more readily accessible in the United States yeah yeah because it wouldn't be as easy to gamble on, on NRL games you would you would think over there I just although I wonder if it I wonder if it'd be like um like in Australia for MMA and that I mean I wonder if you could like exploit you can bet on anything more. from anywhere yeah but I just wonder if you could exploit lines more in the States because like they wouldn't you know what I mean? They would they, they wouldn't be as educated in setting the. I believe there is an affiliation network. Mm, okay. Um, because within Australia, Tabcorp controls 
um, it's over eighty yeah. percent of all uh, sports gambling or gaming gambling. Yeah. Um, and and it wouldn't be too hard now with everything in real time for somebody to have a an affiliation license with them. Yeah. Whereas their their prices are just fed directly from. Yeah, because I well, cause I know with MMA there's some dumb fucking lines come through really? at times. Yeah. yeah. It's not as bad as it used to be, but still. Nice. And there's some that even like on Australian events that I've seen, like an Australian card in Melbourne, or fucking cleaned up because it was the dumbest line I've ever seen yeah, in my okay. life. And I, just, and I and there was a free free bet bonus matching, so I just threw in the maximum I could and loaded all of it up on that Lovely. one thing because I, I knew it was like it was a no lose proposition. Um, this week in Luke Dawn, uh, welcome again to the boys from Super League Pod to give us the weekly rundown of all the action from the uh, English Super League. And uh, I don't say this every week, and I really should, but um, you know, give them a listen and throw them a follow on uh, Twitter at Super League Pod. Uh, they like to get amongst it with the questions and everything as well. So uh, yeah, get in there. Um, and this is what they got for us this week. Thanks, gents, and welcome everyone to This Week in Luke Dawn. We'll start the format slightly differently this week with a bit of Luke Dawn news. It was announced that the Castleford fullback will put on his boots for the Maitland Pumpkin Pickers when he returns to Australia next year. Dawn is retiring from Super League at the end of the 2016 season and he's returning to Australia with his young family and has decided to have a run out with the Pumpkin Pickers. Maitland, as many of you probably know, located in New South Wales' Hunter region and they play in the Newcastle Rugby League competition. Okay, getting to this week's games then. On Thursday night it was Hulkingston Rovers 20, Leeds Rhinos 24. It was a close run thing between two of the league's bottom four, saw the Rhinos coming out on top. Speaking of coming out on top, James Seguiaro's choice to head over to Super League rather than sit in the NRL doghouse with hunting partner Corey Norman has proved inspired for Leeds. His try-scoring man of the match display was crucial in getting Leeds over the line in this one. Threesomes all round. On Friday night, Hull FC confirmed that they would enter the Super 8s phase in first place, but they were far from convincing in a 20 points to 28 win at Salford. FC's fans will count this one as a banana skin dodged, however, thanks in part to tries from the Melbourne Youth production line and Colombian international Steve Michaels. Over on uh, over on Friday night as well, Wigan Warriors were beaten by St Helens 23 points to 4. It was an Erisroon affair that somewhat took the gloss off this high intensity local derby. It was Wigan who had the greater difficulty holding on to the ball. St Helens did what they had to with their three most consistent performers again doing the bulk of the damage. Wormsley, Roby and Amor, as good an 8, 9 and 10 group as there is in this league. It was a forgettable home debut for Frank Paul Nuasala in Cherry and White. He lost his temper with Saints' cockney mouthpiece and spent the end of the game reflecting on a dismal effort in the comfort of the Simbin. Okay, the Warrington Wolves pipped the Warriors to second place uh, before the split with a 34 points to 30 win, which sees Rick Stone still waiting for his first victory as the Huddersfield Giants coach. Uh, not much Antipodean input on this one, save for a man of the match performance from Huddersfield's Ukuma Tai. Uh, instead, I'll offer you Chris Hill, uh, probably the best prop outside the NRL and one who would comfortably, in our opinion, slot into most sides in the Australian competition. Uh, Hill made 149 metres in this one for the Warrington. Wolves. 
Moving on to Sunday, the Wakefield Trinity Wildcats hosted the Castleford Tigers. They were on the wrong end of a 46 points to 20 scoreline. The Cronulla Wildcats started this game strongly with David Fafita and Tinerarona big meter makers as the home side ran up a first half lead, helped by the absence in the injury hit Tiger side of our hero, the god that is Luke Dorn. The second half was a different story as former Wests and Storm back rower Junior Moores fired up, aided by four tries this man Luke Gale and a try brace from Greg Minikin. The second half roll making this Wildcats look just like what they are, a team full of 2014 Sharks. Okay, having Todd Carney and Glenn Stewart back in the side made absolutely no difference as the Catalan Dragons turned in one of their worst performances of 2016 with a 32 points to 4 loss away at the Widness. Vikings, their season is now in danger of spiralling into the abyss having shown much early promise. And early promise should in fact be the Vikings club motto this year but they certainly did deserve the spoils in this encounter which saw Corey Thompson rampant at fullback with one try, six tackle busts and 174 running metres. Yeah, so after round 23, Hull FC are now back on top with Warrington in second and Wigan in third. St Helens move above Catalan into fourth right at the end of the regular season, giving them the extra home game in the Super 8 playoff phase of the competition. That will begin in two weeks' time and we'll tell you all you need to know about it on next week's This Week in Luke Dorn, when we'll also recap the Challenge Cup semi-final action as the business end of the season really kicks in. Membership stuff, OK, the shipment's um, still going out, coming up to the end though, so... Um yeah, it's basically as quick as I can pack them, and I had a had a diversion on on the weekend where I had to pack a lot of other shit first. But uh, yes, I'm going to be sending out. I'm hoping to be sending out the final ones tomorrow. So that would mean what? That's Thursday. So so you just really, unless you live in fucking Antarctica, um, you, you know, I'd, I would hope you have you would have them by like early to mid next week. By, by the time you listen to the next episode, I guess. I'm trying to even think of the of the, of the foreign ones. I mean, because. The two English ones went in the first batch, so I would hope that the you know the foreign ones are all kind of dealt with as well. So, yeah. Did the Panthers girls get theirs this year? Well, look honestly, they didn't make sizes small enough. <laughs> but uh, you know, they need t-shirts to wear. They do when they wake up after an almighty victory. <laughs> you know, basking in the glorious. Fresh blue mountain air. <laughs> you know, the, the a cloud, of, a cloud of fucking menthol, <laughs> winnie greens. Stop it! <laughs> fucking stop it! And, <laughs> that have been stubbed out in fucking early times cans. It's not the seventies. It's not the seventies. <laughs> no, no, but it, it may as well be out there in the land of time for God. Ah, yeah, but yes, I agree. You stock us next year. You stock us next year. Double XL. Double XS. <laughs> yeah, just children. Just going to make more children's size ones. <laughs> news this week um, the first one bit of a tip 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 a from um, the same source where the, the Lodge story came from and wasn't it funny last week that we did the show finished it and it went online you know like midnight 1am or something like yeah. that by 10 o'clock the next morning 
most of the major news sources were running all a, over a, it, yeah. running a variation of the story that Lodge, yeah. Lodge was talking to the Broncos. What a coincidence. I wonder if we hadn't have said it that week, or if we had said it two weeks ago when we first got it, I wonder if the story had to come out then. Mm. It's just very coincidental, I think. Oh. Very coincidental. Well, it's, you know, from, from what we've seen previously, this episode about quality of reporting and journalism in Australia, why does no it No wonder surprise? it's so shit. Yeah. If you if you come in, hey, if you come in here, I'll give you pearls. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we start making up shit. Spot on, spot on. See which one you, you just got to seed out the seed out the made up stories mm. and the real stories, and see and if they all make their way through, then you know. Yep. But um, for those news journalists listening, if you would like an update on the Matt Lodge situation, I have one for you. Um, not as juicy as last time, but uh, you'll for first thing you'll be disappointed to know that he plays for uh, St. Pat's at Blacktown. And yeah, it's not does. Blacktown Workers, which yeah. is the one affiliated with Manly, so there's no connection there. Um, but he said, uh, sorry, he said he's involved in St. Pat's at Blacktown. Specified involved as opposed to plays for. Yes. The reason being is that the fuckwit has gone and gotten himself suspended. <laughs> the reason... <laughs> nothing nothing big has happened. It's just been a few little things that have added up, mainly due to complaints from opposing teams regarding his manner on the sideline and the verbal abuse he hands out. Blacktown can be a pretty dodgy place if the five people of Blacktown have said, this guy's too much for us. Good luck trying to get into an NRL team. <laughs> wow. Hashtag redemption. You're not doing it right. No. Nah. <laughs> had, had a tweet from Undiluted7, who's a, a Panthers fan, and... um. He's in a little bit with the Panthers. But he said, for what it's worth, I know Penrith district coaches who swear Matt Lodge had the ability to be the best prop in the game. Yeah. yeah but he's um, a fucking psycho. So what are you going to do? Look, it, is it that far of a stretch to think that, you know, given given similar situations, mm-hmm. I can imagine fucking Gordon Tallis going all taxi driver, alone in New York, Yeah, but the time, the time is... The, 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 the difference between these guys is that it's like the next guy we're going to talk about, Michael Ennis. That guy is very well spoken, seems to be a great guy, family guy and everything. Yep. But then when he crosses the fucking chalk yep. onto the field, yep. turns into a fucking nutcase. Yeah. That's what that's that's what Matt Lodge needed to do. The problem is yes. that white chalk line was never there. There's probably white lines all around the place and for nothing. <laughs> But but nowhere yeah. that told him to switch on, and switch where, off. Whereas, whereas Talis was a hard man, yeah, and and Ennis, you know, is into the niggle. Yeah, I get the feeling that if Matt Lodge runs onto a a first grade field, it's going to be all swinging arms and yeah. biting and yeah. this half is the half you die. It's, yeah, <laughs> so I, I really hope Toddy Boy takes a stand. Yeah. And, and just rubs him out. I'm surprised that the NRL didn't have a, didn't have a an opinion, or like the newspapers who um, stole the story didn't uh, you know try and get like a comment from the NRL on it. Yeah, interesting just, uh, about about whether you know the likelihood of it, whether they'd even entertain the thought of mm. registering him. You know, so moving on to the next story, as I said, Michael Ennis, he's uh, he's uh, announced that he will be retiring at the end of the season. Uh, he knocked back a one-year extension from the Sharks to hang up the boots after 14 seasons in the game. Uh, he said, I've got a beautiful wife and four children sitting there, and I have to say, no, I can't take you to the park. Dad's got to stay home and ice his leg, or Dad can't go there today. I've got training tomorrow. And it got to a certain point where I need to make a decision around that, and it's time to be a dad. 
He considered giving up the game in May, but he only settled on a resolution with his wife Simone over the past month. It's a bit of a, bit of a novelty because I've got four children, the four children, and to know that the security was there financially was something that made me sleep easy. But when I got home with my wife Simone, I thought the the thought of actually playing next year and bringing that to a realization, I realized I couldn't do it. Yeah. So uh, it's Fuck. not often that dudes pull the pin like on time or I was going to say for time. Him, that's it's probably exactly the right time. Yeah, well, it's it's it's, it's a, a little bit early, if anything, because you see, it doesn't matter who it is. Usually, the player is they're not at their best in their last season. They're not. They're not sometimes they're awful, but like you know, when the the real good ones, when they pick it right, yep. it's just you sort of say like they're good, but they weren't quite. You know, they weren't. You know, they, obviously they weren't. You know, quite yeah, it's not their glory days. Yeah, not their it's, glory days. Yeah. But it, as I mean, I th- I don't I don't know if Ennis has been. Yeah, you know, I don't know if he's ever really played better, to be honest. And I mean, it helps that he's in a winning side, but he's a big part of that. He's a big yeah. part of the reason why they're yeah. a winning side too. So, yeah. Look, you know, I um, I was joking. I'm watching um <laughs> some Ryan Girdler intercept videos. Yeah. yeah. Um, a, a little while ago, and and again, you know, Gerds will always be remembered in his heyday at the Panthers because in his last couple of seasons he was slower than most other yeah as he was going up against he was um, you know not not as quick in yep. making decisions either yep. um, could kick the fuck out of a goal no, no matter which yep. way you you put it but um, I, I think Ennis has done exactly the right thing and has handled himself with dignity mm-hmm. and there are other people in the game in a similar position to him, both in life and on the football field, <laughs> that could learn a great fucking deal from how he's conducted himself. Yeah, although those other people you're alluding to aren't aren't really in that same position as far as, like, you know, retirement age. And there are other factors in there as well, like 950,000 factors <laughs> owing after salary sacrificing. Yeah. And that's what the real issue is. That's, that's the real issue there with the... The Tigers. Yeah, definitely. Farrah wants the money. Yeah. And they, they've they got to try and find a way to get rid of him without paying. I mean, they should just fucking cough up and be like, all right. Yeah, that'll be it. That'll be the way out. Or, you know, or come to some sort of, maybe not meet halfway, but come to some sort of payment plan or something so you can go to England, get yeah. some super. Because or, Shark's going to need a hooker. Fuck, that'd be hilarious. That'd be fucking hilarious. There was a time there where it was, you know, high know and... <laughs> Bo Ryan. I would love. <laughs> Bunch of guys went that way from west to, <laughs> west to the Australia. Imagine this as a hypothetical. Yeah. Um, Sharks get to the grand final this year. Yep. Um, you know, get beaten by a Matt Moylan field goal. Obviously, it's heart, heartbreaking for them. What the hell? I don't year, understand how they, that works. Uh, they recruit and they get Farrah in at number nine. Yeah. And they finish... Ninth, yeah, with Robbie in the side, yeah. Just can you imagine the size and firmness of Jason Taylor's erection? <laughs> well, look, I mean, the firmness. I mean, I imagine that guy's packing a fucking button mushroom, though. I mean, that's got to st- that's got to be part of his problem in life. Oh, no, he's such an angry sour that's little what cunt. I'm saying. He would have <coughs> that much of an erection that it would give him stretch marks up to his nipples from the skin is pulled down. <laughs> Like he would, he would, his his body would just synthesize penis flesh. 
And it would just borrow cells from elsewhere. <laughs> steal like a steel 10 foot of his fucking large intestine. <laughs> just to fill with blood. <laughs> Do you see me now, Robbie? Um, yeah, it, look, it, yeah, with that situation. Um, Jason Taylor's doing everything right. He gave his reasons, and he stuck to the facts, and the Tigers went out and won a game of football. Yep. Um, Admittedly, gets against the worst team in the comp at the moment outside of the Knights, but um, there was a good week to do it. Yeah. I wonder if that was part That's of his. I wonder if that was part of his thinking though too. Like, fuck, is the Dragons this week? I mean, any cunt can touch them up. So it's kind of a no win. Yep. <laughs> and in the end, they didn't. They didn't do it that easily, but they got the win. So. Yeah. Um. And you know, then you get Robbie throwing his little passive aggressive yeah. wink winks. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the media. A little bitch face. He had, an op- he had an opportunity to take the moral high ground on this one. Yep. And he felt emboldened to not take the moral high ground because of the banners and the support he got at the at a park football game. Jesus Christ. But um Tell you what, you see some you see some Tigers fans on Twitter fucking gargle, like gargling Robbie's seed. I don't fucking and then, get that. And then you know, same again with the first grade side uh, afterward. So, did you know when when Wally Lewis is is brought up in conversation? Yeah. Does anyone talk about his achievements and what he did, and then say, "Well, you know what though, he wasn't he wasn't all that good." Um, because you'll he, never hear that line because he spoken got, he in Queensland, sir. But he got shit canned out of out of the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. You know, th- there's been so many top level players. Yeah. Who moved on for like you look at you know Greg Alexander? Yep, won the maiden premiership for his club, mm-hmm. was a hero, mm-hmm. had a tragedy in his brother, mm-hmm. ended up with the Warriors. Yep, you know you. Um, what what's the difference between uh, what what Jamie Soward's just done? Not that he was the the tenure. Jamie Soward's used to it though the, too. Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> He's a fucking professional getting getting moved on. But this whole thing that people have a right to be a one club player. Yeah. Is fucking stupid. Yep. It's absolutely fucking stupid. Yep. You know, look at Matthew Johns. Granted, he was always sort of on his older brother's coattails. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's not. He's not. Yeah. What's it, what's his his fucking right? That dude's a fucking wakeboarder. Well, he played for Australia. Um, <laughs> better than Mundine. That was his, well, yeah. his claim to fame. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I I just don't get why Robbie didn't come out and only say. Um, you know, there's obviously some tensions at the club. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm completely open to move forward in whatever way the club sees fit. And I've left myself open to that. Like, for Robbie Farrell, what does it cost him to go out and play one more season with another club? He'll still get his money, yep. regardless. Yep. Because he has to be paid. It's a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's... I dare say that the reason is because that's not actually... <laughs> That's not Robbie Farrah's end. Robbie Farrah's goal is to be the winner of a, of a, a personal conflict, like he was with you know Sheens and then yeah, Potter, and then he's he feels like he can uh, he can uh, win these. Like it's not his battles. club. No, but he but yeah he he would believe. I don't think he'd believe it's his club, but I think he would believe that he has the right to, to hire and fire the coaches. Exactly. Yes, I mean, I don't, you know what, dude, he's just the dude that's had a leash for far too long. Yeah. A leash that's far too long, for far too long, 
And he's, uh, been, he's been a big fish in a little pond mm-hmm. for far too long, I think. Yeah, and uh, now finally you're seeing some people at like an administrative level saying no. Nah. Yeah. And actually, and say, saying that you know that the coach has the support of the board, and actually meaning it. It's not a metaphor for yeah. <laughs> he's getting he's getting assholed in Fortnite. The, so, other thing, the other thing I think is interesting with with a lot of stuff in rugby league, you see players going and talking to, you know, former players, um, former coaches, trusted advisors. You know, the Mike yep. Lennon's thing about his his retirement. Yep, he rings Wayne Bennett. Yep. Played under him for, what was it two years, three years? A couple of years, yeah. Um, and still counts him among his friends. Yep. Enough that he can give him a phone call and ask for career advice. Yep. Um, you know, Luke Lewis at Penrith. Yep. Absolutely busted. He had everything wrong with him. He had injuries. Then he had a bloody cancer thing mm-hmm. and he was ready to to hang it up. Yep. And it was, uh, Gus had said to him, no, just go somewhere else. You've been here too long. You've, you need a fresh start. And yep. he had a resurgence at, yep. at Cronulla. Yep. You know, um, it it seems odd to me that Robbie Farrah doesn't have that person anywhere. That guy, yeah, he it's, does. He does. It's it's in the mirror though. He only yeah, looks in the mirror. That's what I'm saying. You can't, you can't reach him by phone. Just... <laughs> <laughs> He's the only person in Sydney to still have a landline, yeah. so he can ring himself. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie, it's Robbie. It's like Robbie's in like some kind of Fight Club world where he's. <laughs> Where, where, he's, where his fucking advisor, his, his, his most trusted advisor is like schnitzel dirt. And, and the first rule of Robbie Fight Club, bring a schnitzel. <laughs> he's fucked the coach. Um, you know, but yeah, you're right. It really is. And even like, you know, the, the two people that he had show up to support him in his lower grade game was... Um, Molson and Bungie. Yep. <clears throat> I was actually I was, I was, I was uh, a little bit, and uh, I don't, yeah I don't think he, I don't think Brycey Brycey came down but he gave him plenty of support on Twitter. Yeah, I, was, I was looking at his looking at his, his profile now it looks like Brycey's working up in the mines in Morinbar or something. <laughs> <laughs> I thought didn't he have like a, I thought he had like a wow. con- I thought he had like a driveway concreting business with Lim Fulton or something but clearly that's that that didn't happen. <laughs> So yeah, now he's up in now he's up in Moranbah. Yeah, you know. I, so thought, I thought they shut that place down. So t- yeah, Tim Moulton and, and Benji Marshall, two two heavy hitters in the influence circles of rugby league. Yep. Um, and that should probably tell him more than anything that, because you know, at the end of the day, Tigers fans, when it comes down to it, the loyalty mm-hmm. should lie with their club. Yep. Um, but fucking Robbie, you're in a situation where you can earn nine hundred and fifty k for one year of your life stop being a cunt about it and you can do it in England you can do it in England you can be the guy and say look I could never play against you know the, the Tigers and you could you could take that road yeah and then go and, and you know go and play play for England and make, a, fucking, make a lot of money because that's I mean you know like in a, in a world where you know Dave Taylor and fucking guys like that can carve up English rugby league then yeah I mean Robbie Farris fuck dude like, and considering the amount of tackles he makes in a game I mean dude go over there Collect, collect your 900 Gs, go yep. over there, collect the same again in pound, and, and fucking collect a golden boot or something to go yeah, along with exactly. it, man. Like, or a man of steel, or you know, some bullshit. Not a golden boot. I say golden boot, he's not the best player in the world. Like a man of steel over there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And just, you know, something else for the mantelpiece to go with, um, that's already, oh no. There's premiership, oh, one. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah really. I'll tell you what, if you had, 
an employee of any company uh-huh. in the fucking lunchroom giving yeah. speeches to to everybody else like Robbie Farah's giving at the moment. I remember what a cunt the boss was. Yeah. Yeah. It, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, come back to the real world, Robbie. Now, speaking of number nines, it's a number nine themed episode so far. Peter Wallace has resigned, re-signed with Penrith. That sentence alone, very surprising to me. Yeah? Then... The next part of the sense for two more NRL seasons. Yeah, I didn't think that Peter Wallace was going to be. I thought that maybe Peter Wallace might have pulled the pin at the end of the year. To be perfectly honest, however, the Panthers announced on Monday the contract extension will keep the hooker at the club until at least the end of 2018. I couldn't see myself playing for any other club at this stage of my career. Wallace said. There's a great bunch of boys here at the Panthers and the club's going in the right direction about with everything off the field as well. The whole place is buzzing and I'm just really happy to be a part of it. I've known for a while now that the switch to hooker is a permanent one for me but I'm genuinely enjoying my footy there. Mm. Gus said he's one of the toughest individuals I've met in all my time in rugby league. He's overcome immense personal challenges over the past few seasons and is truly an inspiration to all the young players at the Panthers. He's a tremendous role model both on and off the field. Peter's taken the change of playing positions in his stride and is making a valuable con- contribution every day, every time he plays. Yeah, We're lucky yeah. to have him here at the Panthers. So he talks about immense personal challenges. He's, he's referring to his um, perforated testicle or whatever. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe that's it. You know how you know they say that the people that have been castrated early in life age very well? They have useful features. <laughs> Testosterone doesn't average their fucking systems. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Wallace is only running on one cylinder. <laughs> the other one kicked the leg out of bed. <laughs> but, um, I can still sing in the in the soprano section of the boys' choir. <laughs> I voice I of an angel, they say. In fact, it was the next thing that Gus said. <laughs> Great role model for our children. He's got the voice of an angel. <laughs> Gets up there after games. Jealous of their full scrotum stuff. Belt, belt out Ave Maria at recovery. His, his scrotal jealousy is something he needs to control. Um, it's a lot like Varys in Game of Thrones. <laughs> advising the youngsters. Used to hang out with a dwarf on the field. Um, yeah, long contracts worry me. Would be, uh, you know, the Panthers or, or any other club. I I think that that a lot of the times when once they get those those long term contracts, they can be a little bit complacent. It's not long. Uh, two years is not long. It, yeah, at this stage of you're talking career, about the Marins one though, which is like four years. Uh, yeah, it's like twenty twenty. Yeah. In the same week that we've signed Marin, mm-hmm. um, we've signed Latu, mm-hmm. we've signed Wallace. I think I think Gus Gus has proven. With like yeah, your ciggies and your and your sours and and others that have been you know oh, moved moved on that uh, Elijah Taylor and so like a contract is not worth is <laughs> worth nothing at Penrith. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm not uh, by any means saying that Peter Wallace will. It's be more of an intention document rather than a legally binding document. <laughs> oh, well, the way Gus views it is obviously that okay, well you know we're contracted to pay you. Yeah, we're not contracted to to have you in our in our squad, mm-hmm. uh, and if he needs to get them get them out, he will and. And by all things, if you do right by the club, then he'll do right by you and whatnot. But just with his age and with the injuries that he's getting now, yep. that you do, you know, mm. as, you, as you get into your, your twilight years in rugby league, um, you know, it, it could be a fair chunk of change sitting on the sidelines. 
uh, which yeah. which we have in spades or biscuits, <laughs> I should say anyway. Uh, but as lo- as long as he keeps doing what he's doing, as long as he's still got the motivation, um, and as long as I think a lot of his success had to do with the fact that he he was unsure whether Segiara was coming back. Yeah. Because the minute Segiara steps back into that team. Uh, then there's some tough decisions to be made yeah, and, yeah. and his head could have been on the chopping block. Yeah. If he's now completely comfortable in, in being the starting hooker, yeah. that's where I think you get uh, you get some letdown. But And also he's, you know, he's he's thankful to organise crime <laughs> for making his career options <laughs> a lot more expensive. He's just orchestrating from the background. <laughs> he's a real dot. <laughs> Congratulations on your two year extension. <laughs> Kieran Foran is seeking a payout of up to 200000 from the Parramatta Eels as the club looks to finalise his departure to allow it to start planning for 2017. He spectacularly decided to walk away from the NRL and his $5 million deal with the Eels earlier in the month as he looks to take a complete get- break from the game to sort out a number of personal issues. As part of his decision, he formally requested a release from the Eels for the rest of his playing contract, but that request now comes with a financial settlement application. Uh, he requested a release and wants a severance package... Um, Believed to be on a base salary of around eight hundred grand a year, is believed he's seeking between two and three months of this salary as a severance payment from the club, either until the start of October when the NRL season ends or the beginning of November when the current salary cap year officially ends. So that would take into account his base salary. A two-month payout would be one hundred thirty-five grand, while a three-month payment would equate to around two hundred grand. Mm. And then they're going to talk about you know cash with Corey Norman and uh, see what's yeah. left for Jared Hayne. Look, I uh, I think all all of these reports are a little bit misleading. It's not Kieran Foran that's asking for this. It's Kieran Foran's manager and an advisory entourage. He doesn't come, he, yeah, he he doesn't come up with this this stuff himself. He would have people giving him some advice, yeah. um, and they're just clearly looking out for their pockets because they'll get a cut. Yep. of that. Um, oh, if he's taking, if he's looking to take, a, you know, like a complete break from the grain, you know, from the game, it'd be nice to have another two hundred Gs to fall back on. Yeah, look, it would definitely be nice. Yeah, it would definitely be nice. Um, but the the only way I I put that logically in my head is he's saying to them, "Look, I tell you what, I'm freeing up some salary cap space for you. Mm-hmm. So for me to do that to allow you to get your Haynes and keep your Normans." 200 grand, small price to pay, sir. I, I want something out of that. Yeah. Which just stinks to me. <laughs> you know, fair enough, you've got your issues, you've got a serious medical condition, go and fix it. Yeah. Um, but you don't try and strong arm cash. I don't think he's trying for, uh, to strong arm cash. I think he's just trying He's just trying it on. Oh, yeah. But that'd be the angle that he takes. Yeah. So, And like the club for their part have done the wrong thing as well because of the whole salary cap cheating and the TPA thing. Yeah. A vast amount of money he was supposed to receive. In fact, in front of me, it says 450 grand. Yeah. Over the, over three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, uh, that was all like under the table shit that, yeah, they all got Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that was, that was money he was never going to get as well. So look, I think... Both sides have got a lot to answer for. Oh, yeah, and, definitely. definitely. And so if it takes 200 grand to make it all go away and, you know, provide a nice clean break and move ahead with Smooth Corey and, uh, you know, see what's left to get Jared back in the fall. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably worth it. Um, you think you think Parramatta would be cluey enough to put in there something that will give you this money? But you can't uh, play for another club in Australia or... But, no, no, that, um, or, or could they... 
could they say that it's to be repaid by the club you sign for in future? If it's on like or maybe put a period or something like that, if you know, yeah, if you return in like two years or something, yeah. then yeah. Like any if you if you return in the time that you would have otherwise been contracted to us. Because yeah. like he was, he was only he, his his contract was quite short anyway. I think it was it was four years, but it was like two years and then two with his option. Yeah. So yeah. at the end of the day, it was only next year anyway. So maybe if you tough come thing, back and play, tough thing they have there is they can't pick exclusivity on him, yeah. and have it stick. Because yeah. if he comes back and says I want to come back to the NRL, knowing yeah. full well that they can't afford him in the salary cap, yeah. And they say, oh well, you know, no, you can't go and play for anybody else. So okay, fine, I'll uh, play with you then. Pay me. Exactly. So you can't pay me. So, oh, that's a shame. And now we'll end up in court, and you yeah. can't stop me from my uh, restraining. You can't restrain my my ability, my ability to earn, to, a, earn yeah, a, my yeah. primary source of income, whatever they call it. So. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, the, we haven't heard the last of Kieran Foran, and I would predict he's back within twelve months. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what the deal is there. I wonder where he's going to end up. Kieran Foran plays round one next year. Ooh, there you go, round one. Hey, that's not very far away. That's a pretty quick recovery. Almost as quick as his time in rehab. Mm. Perhaps he's just like Wolverine or something. <laughs> as a natural healing factor. <laughs> he did wear the Wolverine jersey. He was the guy that modelled the Wolverine jersey. Oh, there you go. So, look, it's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's like conclusive evidence <laughs> right there. I-, I agree. Back in round one. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. And, um, I damn, I can't believe I didn't, I didn't paste all these tweets in there. But we had a great, great tweet, great thread started by, um, at Rob Sold Out, S-O-U-L-D-O-U-B-T, on Twitter. He, uh, tweeted the Sportsmate guys, and he said, um, stats question, guys. Which NRL player has played the highest percentage of their career suspended? So who would you say? I mean, presuming, presuming, or assuming you didn't see the see the thread. We we were throwing this around last week, didn't we? Come to the conclusion it would be Hopper. Yeah. Just because of that big stint for the hit on uh, on Keefe. Yeah, yeah, and uh, look, and Hopper was there, but he wasn't number one. Really. Sportsmate then reply and said, uh, "It is uh, the Roosters, an England enforcer in quotes, oh, Adrian Morley." Yeah, I, cause he always seemed to get suspended and stuff, but I never thought it was the same level of as bad as Hopper. Maybe because he didn't have any iconic scandalous shit that he did. Like he was just a he was just a general, yeah, you know, high shot merchant. And, you know? Yeah, wasn't it just stuff like you know it was always a swinging arm. Yes, yeah, yes. And what should have been. Nothing with an early guilty plea ended up copping him three weeks because of the loading. Or but when you talk about guys like being suspended and the impact it would have, you know, you you contracted to play a number of games. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, for a season you get a certain amount of money, but assuming yeah. you're paying twenty six games, you know, or whatever. He spent. He was in the NRL for six years, and he spent nineteen percent of his six year career suspended. That's twenty six weeks. Wow. 
That's tremendous. And of course, his, his week suspended pale into insignificance when compared to John Hopawati. But Hopawati had double the length of the career. Yeah, he had, like he had, career. He had yeah, a 12 year okay. career. And he was next. And so he spent 18%, 1% less of his 12, and 18% obviously of 12 years is awful. And 45 weeks suspended wow. in total. So, and then how, much, they, how much did he get for the hit on Galloway? Well, it was it was kind of one of those things that where he he got given a sentence and he was terminated pretty much straight away, so he yeah, never said anything. Okay. But didn't he get something like, fuck? Look, I'm I'm going to look it up. But while I'm looking it up, I'm going to guess. Didn't he, I thought he got something astronomical? Was like like, like eighteen? Yeah, okay. I want to say I want to say eighteen. Yeah. But uh, tell you what, don't look it up. That was a great fucking. Don't was, look it up. We'll put it out there to Twitterverse this week, and people can chat about it. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say but I need. To, I just need to know now we've started oh fuck I've got the hit on YouTube too jeez it was solid it was. <laughs> solid, solid contact oh I just want to say that I was fucking close to being right but I wasn't correct nice. so we put it out there to the listeners and they go <laughs> Google Google <laughs> I got the answer straight away I'll tell you what so, you know yeah. one more reason I love sports mate what's that have you ever wanted to be informed about rugby league but there's no new episode of This Week in League yet. You Only six days a week, Jay. You might be doing something where you're using both of your hands. Well, often, yes. Such as driving a motor vehicle or something else. <laughs> Mining for ore. <laughs> if you go into the news stories, yes. you can now have your sportsmate news stories read to you. So not only will you be kept up on all the latest NRL, NRL news... But you can also imagine that it's Stephen Hawking's less well-known, sexy, but also wheelchair-bound sister. (laughs) Almost two years to the day since Brisbane sacked him, Anthony Griffin enjoyed a triumphant Suncorp Stadium return on Friday night as Penrith jumped into the NRL top eight with an upset 31-12 win over the Broncos with a... That's good to see Aaron Mullen keeping busy. Oh, it's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is, so is, is, that, is that a feature of the app itself? It's a feature of the app itself. Wow. That's not just some like accessibility thing for... Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Sportsmate, you've done it, you've done it again, like, quite frankly. Like, just when I think I can't love you anymore. I'm not easy to impress, but I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm desperately impressed at the moment. Yeah. Download it right now. If you haven't already, I mean, like, if you ha- if you've been listening to this show for what the season, what season, twenty weeks, uh, honestly, and you haven't downloaded the app already, yeah, grab someone else's phone, walk up to a random stranger in the street, just hit their app store, their the Google phone, Marketplace, or whatever the fuck, fucking Google. smack them over the head, and yeah. tell them to stop playing Pokey Go. Well, don't do Go that. to the app store. This Pokemon's awesome. Fucking tell ya. It's becoming a Tuesday morning tradition. I was fucking just do the school kids drop off and then just, and just go down the beach, have a walk. And it's like, there's you know, a bunch of poker stops, like about 12 of them, you know, a couple of Ks, do a couple of laps, get a bit of exercise. I realize you're probably going to watch this now that down on the beach on a Tuesday morning, there's you know, <laughs> 512 year olds and you. Mate, the police, well, they see it. the kids are at school. It's all like grown ups going to scoop up the Pokemon. <laughs> Look, and quite, quite frankly, like, as you know, if I'm scooping up, you know, fucking Magikarp hand over fist so I can so I can fucking, you know, get my four hundred Magikarp candy, you know. No fucks given. I believe my Put me on a watch I list. believe my fucking nerd game is fairly strong. <laughs> 
but you are speaking fucking Aramaic <laughs> at the moment. And, and doing it from a perspective of never seen anything or done anything Pokemon at all <laughs> until this game came out. Fuck. So, yeah. Yeah, you got to battle some gyms, kick some fuckers out while they're at school. Yeah, regardless. <laughs> Hold the gym for about six hours till they get out of school and take a break. community service, <laughs> delete Strokemon off somebody's phone <laughs> and put Sportsmate Mobile on there. You know what they need to do? Turn they need their to life get, around. They need to get some. Like, they need to get like a, a Pokemon. They need a, a flick game for people. You know where you're flicking something, like you know, like a goal kicking game or something. Put that on the app. That'd be fantastic if they did that. Exactly, yeah. and and you know the Pokemon players would be right into it because it's yeah. you know the same action as uh, flicking the Pokeball. Yeah. So I could flick. Uh, have have Rusty flicking his uh, seed at Julie Rusty base. <laughs> Every time South knock on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, we're giving you Pearl Sport, mate. Sports, mate. This is, this is obviously... <laughs> um, we've just taken care of the next 12 months of research and development on the app. <laughs> but uh, thanks again uh, to Sports, mate. You love those guys. And thanks again. Thanks to the guys also for, you know, for interacting with uh, with Twill Nation uh, so so well. It's fantastic. And, of course, you can get uh, the League Live app. Uh, just search for Sports, mate, in the App Store or Google Play. And uh, give it a download. And if, if you haven't already, I mean, if you haven't already, I'm not judging you. You could be new listening to the show. But if you're not... Judging yeah, you pretty hard. That's it. Pretty harshly. Now, uh, let's on to the, get on to the games. Thursday night, up at 1,300 teeth. The North Queensland Cowboys, 36, defeated the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, 0. The uh, Cowboys tries hat-trick to Antonio Winterstein. Mm. Uh, David Bowen, Justin O'Neill got a double. Ethan Lowe also a try. Uh, Thurston got two of four conversions. Ethan Lowe, two of three. The Doggies, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. It, um... I'd say it, it, it really was the, the Cowboys showed that they're just the co- complete package that, that you want in a football team. Um, they Their attack was, was on point. It was varied. There were different people contributing and leading the attack throughout the game. Um, but then their defence as well to hold a team to zero. Yeah, admittedly a team, a team that's not a, a, a too much of an attacking threat. They're not. To be real. But with the Bulldogs, you'd, you'd think that normally, if you're not on your game, the size and... And yep. the ability of their forward pack jags yep. them at least one. Yeah. At least one. Here's a Bulldog side that's not that long ago. Absolutely fucking torched the Broncos too. Mm. Put the razzle dazzle on there. Yeah. So um the the dogs I think that was a, a real example of why they need a recognised playmaker with a kicking game in their squad. Yep. You know, you, you look across the park <clears> and you know, as I said the the forward pack they have is is great and I'd take most any of those forwards into my team in a heartbeat. But they need somebody who's going to finish off and who's just going to have some better uh, better fifth tackle options than they did. But the the Cowboys would be very happy that even after Thurston went off, mm-hmm. they still put on 16 points. Yep. Not that he's the, the world's best defender, but but they kept together. Yep. Um, they're, they're never going to not miss him, but it's definitely not what it was in years gone by. Where, it's definitely not a one-man team situation, yeah. that's for sure. So... Um, but you know, again, the the Cowboys are, are looking into the finals as being one of the one of the three teams that that's fair fair out in front of the pack. Yep. Um, <coughs> Hoop Dog eighty seven. Can someone show a replay of this game to Mitch Pierce? This is what actually fucking dogs looks like. 
<laughs> the base chapo. Well, not much can be said about tonight. Ash dump, dumps the fire. Ash, hello darkness, my old friend. Ash, everybody hurts. <laughs> Hasn't the sound of silence become a thing? It's fantastic. More particularly, especially after that Ben after Affleck, Affleck thing. Yeah, sad Affleck. <laughs> GT351 underscore Johns. We were abysmal tonight. No excuses. Just garbage. But credit to the Cowboys. They're really on tonight. Well done to them. So gracious mm. when, it, when it doesn't concern the Sharks. Hebby underscore Nova. Well, that Cow's Dog game was a surprise. Not a good surprise. More like a wet fart surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised. Like, I, mean, we, I think we both picked the Cowboys to win, but I don't yeah. think it was not, nothing like that. Uh, MJ Eagle 23. No T-Rex. No Bulldogs. Agreed. Sad state of affairs. Isn't it? Friday night football. Delightful. Penrith Panthers 31 to feed the Broncos 12 at Suncorp in front of 30,000, just under 31,000 of the locals. And, you know, there must have been probably 878 people there by full time. <laughs> the Panthers 31 came from tries to Wunga Bean, James Fisher-Harris, Zach Hardiker, Matt Moylan, and Trent Merrin. Cleary, four or five conversions and a penalty goal. Moylan with field goal. And the Broncos tries to Darius and James Roberts. And uh, Corey Parker, two or two conversions. It uh, it was a complete turnaround for Penrith from... from you were, you were even saying you were expecting to lose this game. Mate, I, I was definitely expecting to lose this game based on the attitude that we showed in defence. Goes to show, the Broncos fucking busted. Yeah, look, the, the Broncos definitely aren't where they were earlier in the season. Um, but the the fact that they came up against an opposition who who had focus mm-hmm. and who understood that you know you need to to be part of a team to succeed in this sport and and actually had had the grit to get in there and earn the right to play their expansive footy you know this game there were, there were much fewer if any at all of the the stupid passes within your own half yep trying to jag a miracle 60-metre try when it's not on. Yep. And and put the effort in to get yourself down to the other end of the field, keep control of the football, and work to the try. You know, the amount of times that they put the ball in behind Corey Oates so that he had to turn around, yep. collect the ball, then come and meet the defensive line, which you know, takes him pretty much out of the equation he's not catching the balls on the yeah. full and, and getting his massive run up so so there was some smart play in there um, the interesting stat for anyone who's in a Moylan camp for or against mm-hmm. Matt Moylan is equal with Anthony Milford in try assists and line break assists by playing fewer games yeah, but I mean, I think they they're counting like some of the games that Milford's actually played. They're counting him them as actually games he's participated in when he's been a dead set fucking passenger for two months now. <laughs> if you're trying to tell me that Milford's played a game in the last two months, he's been present. <laughs> boy, boy, do I have Sorry. news for you. <laughs> he's been present. Um, look, they they just don't have their forwards dominating like they were earlier on in the season. And one thing I've, I've noticed about the Broncos is that. Yeah, you know, they're famous for having excellent support and excellent backup. And usually, when they'd make breaks or, or Milford would make half a bust through the line, yep. he'd have three or four options around him. Yep. And so he had you know the the easy route to go to, or or people would be in space. These days, he makes a bust, and there's one player around it. 
Yep. And I think that's where he's struggling at the moment because he's not necessarily the the pinpoint accurate pass guy. Yep. He's the old create somebody and and then or sorry, create something and then other people will go through and, and carry that off. Um he, he's just trying to do too much himself and the passes are a little bit off uh, and he's not getting any help from his mate Hunt. Um so I I, I think Brisbane need to start with their, their forward dominance first of all. But a lot of people are saying that this was, you know, Griffin's revenge and, and, oh, yeah, he can coach, he can coach, he can coach. No, the players can play. Mm-hmm. The players can play and they've had one game where they've played exceptionally well. Yeah. For him to now be touted as an effective coach, he needs to get that performance consistently. That's his job. However, he does have a very good record head to head against Wayne Bennett. <laughs> Admittedly, you know, does. admittedly, some of that was, you know, he had he had the Broncos and, and Wayne had the Knights, the yep. diabolical. Yep. You pretty built up, you know, probably half of the record in that in that space of time. Oh, yeah, you'd, you'd be very proud of that record. But it's good record against Wayne. It's probably the best record against Wayne. Yeah, great. I mean, yeah. it's not a, not a huge pool to work from. It's only like you know, probably like eight games or something. But still, you know, it's a good yeah, record. You know, small sample size. Yep. But, um, Looks no. good though, statistics. I, uh, I'd really like to see us continue this form for the rest of the year and uh, I think would really trouble some of the uh, the top four sides. Mr. Underscore Wars with his tweet. It's, just, it's, just, it's a tweet of a sad person, I think. Reed, stop pretending he isn't good. Does he mean is? Griffin, stop pretending he can't coach. Bronco, stop pretending they don't read their press. It's just, that's, that's, a, that's a broken human yeah. tweeting that shit. You know how broken he was? Yeah. A lot of people missed this. It was the situation on Twitter. Sam was on there. Mr. Wars. Mr. Underscore Wars. And I've seen my timeline. I've seen him pop up. And his tweet had one word in it. E-fucked. E-F-U-K-T. <laughs> of course, meaning the website. Meaning the website. <laughs> yeah. Top 10 websites in the entire world. E- super, super. And E-F-U-K-T. <laughs> dot com. Um... And I sent back, oh, going the nostalgia route, something of the effect. And he replies to me and goes, fuck, you know you're drunk when you confuse Twitter with Google. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he had to actually put it in and impress the pastor to tweet it. <laughs> so, that's what the Broncos losses are doing their fan base. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yanis uh, underscore Mateus. At least our stepdad does not get an erection and cry simultaneously when his first team beats the Broncos. Only team. Sorry. You, it's too late for you. <laughs> the die has been cast. You'll never shake that off. Toto TV. First son, born four years ago. Broncos got flogged that night. Second son, born today. Broncos got smashed. <laughs> the curse is real. <laughs> no more kids. And congratulations, Todd. I've obviously uh, said this privately, but yeah, congratulations on the new child. Oh, it also reminds me, this got lost in a sea of fucking emojis last week. But uh, Saguna procreated successfully about a week ago. So congratulations, sir. Um, I don't think he's revealed, like, you know, the name or any of that stuff on the child, so... Would you? Uh, oh, so... What's he, what's he called him like fucking smiley face <laughs> eggplant <laughs> eggplant emoji Saguna <laughs> would be appropriate yeah and not written in 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 letters like actually literally just eggplant emoji 
I mean, you know, he goes up to the, you know, the birth, deaths, and marriages, and they're like, you can't have, you can't have that as a name. Goes, like every, literally every device is fitted with the ability to use his emojis, sir. Yeah. I, uh, you, you must honour my. <laughs> it's a long-standing tradition in my family. But yeah, um, congratulations to uh, both of you, uh, gentlemen, for successfully um, having sex and procreating with a female. Heavy Nova, heavy, uh, heavy underscore Nova. That's H E B B Y. Bronx playing like a floppy bags of dicks. Stiffen up, boys. Hmm. Ma underscore Aaron. The crowd certainly love Oates. They love to applaud him. Every time he runs, you can hear the clap. <laughs> <laughs> you burned him, boy. <sighs> Canberra Raiders 26. Defeat the Warriors 22. Down in Canberra, just under 9,500 in attendance. And the Raiders 26 came from a hat trick to Jared Croker. Um, Tapini Leilua also with tries three or four conversions for Croker fucking tremendous haul all season for the boy mm. the Warriors 22 is, is he number one he's, he's number one oh, for, like for the last three years yeah. or something yeah, like, I, I actually saw that he's a statistic mm, good stats that his personal haul this year is like 20 points maybe max behind the Dragons and the Knights total team total scoring wow. of the season he, uh, the, the statistic I saw I'll like tell you I, what let me jump into sports mate yeah. and if you go to stats you can see that Jared Croker has scored 198, 198 personal points and I think that like the Knights and the Dragons are sort of ballpark like 220 around the 220 mark uh, I think yeah, the points difference is yeah 158 extended so the Dragons yep Points for 239. 239, okay. Yep. Uh, who else? Knights. Knights are under that for sure. Knights, 225. There you go. Um, Parramatta? No, they've scored, they scored some points early in the season. So I don't 176. Think no. No fucking way. What is that? It's 176. They've had 190 scored against them. Ah, uh, all those games have been deleted. It's not just the points that have gone, it's the results from all of those games. Oh, really? I thought they kept all the foreign against and shit, though. Don't know. Yeah. Let me get on to that sports, mate. Um, the Warriors uh, tries at the Beast. Uh, double to uh, Thomas Lulawai. Uh, Fusatua also a try. Isaac Luke, three or four conversions. What sort of fucking bizarre world am I living in? <laughs> With the Sharks looking to break a decades-old streak. Yep. And a Ricky Stewart team is now a legitimate top four. Look, Ricky always said he could coach. Rick, Rick always thought Rick could coach. Jesus, effectively. Fuck. Um, Rick believed in Rick. <laughs> Look, you know, I, I said it before about the Cowboys. There's, there's that top three, um, being the the Sharks, the Cowboys, and the Storm, and then there's everybody else. And it's probably a good thing about the competition that that those teams. You know, you got a team that was going into fourth spot. Yep. Up against a team who's just outside the eight by by four and against only, um, and they can have a, as close a game as they did. It it was pretty equal across the park. the The Warriors just missed too many tackles. I think if you had to pinpoint one aspect of the game, um, the the fact that they're not effective in defence means that. You look at the two tries, or two of the tries that were scored down the left-hand side, um, it 
it was just smart play by Croker going that direction after he'd seen Fusatua come up to make a tackle. Yep. Just leaving them completely exposed. Yep. Behind their line. Um, and and teams will just keep penalising them on that and keep taking advantage of that because the Raiders really weren't at their best. They only completed at 83. Uh, and, and they probably weren't as smooth and, and crisp as they have been. Yep. But to the Warriors to not be able to take advantage. Um, and, you know, showed some grit, came back, and everybody loves a, a sideline conversion to, to tie the game up with, with seconds remaining. Yep, no time left, yep. So it was fantastic to watch. Um, but I I really don't see the Warriors threatening too many more teams for the rest of the year. They're, they're starting to look a little bit disheartened, a little bit broken. They've got your Isaac Lukes, who are always going to try their guts out. Um, it's funny, this week is kind of the tipping point for a couple of teams on that front, yeah. actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the the poor fucking Warriors fans, originally it was, you know, they had Rocks and Diamonds seasons, mm-hmm. and then they found a way to condense that to Rocks and Diamonds games. Yep. Now Manu Vadavai gives them Rocks and Diamonds runs. Yeah. Where he catches <laughs> Passages. <balls>. Juggle, juggle, <laughs> juggle. Try. Um yeah, they uh, they they really need a clean out, um, or a couple of their players need to to cut the cord there as well and get elsewhere. You know, yeah. they just they just need a coach who can deal with the you know culturally. I think with the club, is anyone going to do it? Look, the the, the 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 fact is that Ivan Cleary is still unemployed, and he actually was he was building something and it was actually successful there. Yeah, you got him to a grand final. And then he got, and then he, you know, got what you know for whatever reason thought was a better offer at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before he got fucking shanked in the showers by Gus after a, after a game. Um, Look, Ivan Cleary's eighteen-year-old son, yeah, is contracted to Penrith. Yeah. So, how does that work? Does Ivan leave his wife and go back to New Zealand? fucking son can I mean yeah he's 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 playing first grade rugby league now I think that he can fucking you know set up a set up a, a house for himself and a yeah flat. but I'll tell you what though Ivan Ivan would know better than most that at that age the most important thing for that kid to have around him is decent family to keep him grounded otherwise you end up with a fucking Michael Jennings <laughs> well maybe that's Gus's problem isn't it that's true <laughs> yeah. um, maybe maybe Hook can you know you can move him in with Peter Wallace yeah, if you if you were, for example, Jeff Tuvey, yeah, would you take the job with the Warriors? If it's Jeff Tuvey, no, because Jeff Tuvey's cut from a different cloth. Yeah, he's like he's a one team player, he's one team coach. That's what that's the way he is. No, no, no. Don't clear, he's not clear. He's clear. He's a career coach. There's a difference. There's a difference. There are people who coach who coach the, te- the their team. Yeah. Because they are called upon to coach their team. Well, who then there are people is, who are actually career coaches. Who's not coaching? Oh, probably more than Brian Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he over in England? Oh yeah. Isn't he? Oh, did he actually? Did he end up taking that full time role over there? Because oh. he went in to do like the reconstruction <laughs> advisory thing. <laughs> I think he may have actually stayed over there. You're right. Um, you know, and, and there's the cart rides of the world. But yeah, please. But I was going to say, they're, they're not going to, you know, turn that turn that club around. Ivan Cleary is the best currently available coach that's not employed. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It just it just seems to me that the Warriors got an issue where they the, the where they've got a coach who I think culturally has an issue or problem 
with dealing with players. Yep. Because there seems to be all these fallouts and punishments and players inexplicably demoted, like benched or not played, or you know, getting inconsistent means things like that that shouldn't really be happening. The other thing that seems to come out a lot of the Warriors is is the same shit that happened at Penrith when um, Petra Sivanasiva was there, mm-hmm. when they sacked fucking Crystal Gem Man Elliot. Yeah, and there was this player revolt. Um, which is what we're seeing now with, with Robbie Farrah. You know, he's been used to being able to, to chuck a hissy fit if he doesn't like something the coach does. Yeah. The Warriors seem to have way too long a leash to get out there and bitch about what's going on. Yeah. And they're not held accountable. Yeah. So, um, again, imagine yeah. Sean Johnson playing under Des Hasler of the Bulldogs with that forward pack. Yeah. Love it. Ugh. It'd be like what the you know what the the dream of the Warriors was, yeah. You know to be like you know exactly. Uh, Magpie Warrior ninety five Golden Point should be called Golden Shower for the Warriors. It seems exciting, but ultimately they just get pissed on. Hash no asparagus. <laughs> Red Bull Raiders. Fuck these cunts are gonna give me a heart attack. Solzy zero four. That Edric Lee is seriously athletic. Honestly, like Lethal Weapon two athletic. Up <laughs> up sh. Any Raiders fans would be hurting big time if they had Jay's hemorrhoid problem. Yeah, they're starting to get used to that sort of, uh, mm-hmm. that late fade. They're going that way. Mm. Uh, D at Matea. Blocker calling the Warriors footy-style jungle ball. Very Trump-like. Did he little, say that? Yeah, and there was a little bit of kerfuffle about it. Minor, a minor kerfuffle, let's Jesus say. Jesus Christ. And then there was always a bit of a discussion on Twitter. Like, oh, it's not like, you know, it's not racist. It's talking about like, you know, you know, unstructured by a play. But I mean, it comes from basketball. And when they're talking about it, I mean, it's clearly, yeah, it's an allusion to black players. Yeah. And the jungle. So I just think if anyone, if you don't think that there's like a racist heritage from that term, Mm. I mean, it's not fucking hard to do the mathematics on this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, come on. You know come what? On. If I had a, um, you know, a primate, mm-hmm. let's say a monkey, mm-hmm. and it lived on my front veranda mm-hmm. or porch. Yep. <laughs> even if I was <laughs> describing that creature, yeah, I would not use. Um, you wouldn't call it a porch monkey, even though <laughs> well, technically you've gone there. Yeah. Um, even even though <laughs> that is your monkey that you yeah. got stored. You know, you, <laughs> no, you can't do it. And no, he's look. He's he's been out of the media spotlight for a little while. Mm-hmm. He's he's been a dialer quote mm-hmm. for uh, for a couple of radio stations and and for the odd newspaper. But and he's kind um, of come back into the fold now. Sort of. He's got to realise that he's got to be better than that. Because mm-hmm. I, I I really. Um, enjoy his opinions um, a lot on the structures of the game you know from what from what I've heard him say on, on the radio a few times but um, if he's going to be on the television what channel's he on? Uh, but isn't, isn't he being brought back into the fold? I mean this game uh, I, I watch I watch everything through the app now so I really it's meaningless to me who yeah. fucking broadcasts a game but uh, so Saturday afternoon it would have to have been a Foxtel game yeah okay so he's on Fox um, and, and look, they've got enough personnel that he's not needed. If, so he wants to, if he wants to talk about Jungle Ball, the only two words that I want to hear out of Blocker Roach's mouth are at lows. <laughs> Frankly. 
Uh, Gold Coast Titans 34 defeated the Parramatta Eels 14 at the Hope Solo Coliseum. A uh, <laughs> an officially an officially marked crowd of 15,273. So a ground record. <laughs> the Titans. Uh, the Titans 34 came from tries to uh, Connie Harrell, Anthony Don double to Chris McQueen, Ash Taylor and uh, McDonald also with tries. Uh, Ash Taylor also 4 of 4 conversions. The Roberts missed a couple. Um, penalty got to Taylor as well. The Eels 14 came from tries to Ken Edwards, Bevan French, Jeff Robson and Gordon. One of three conversions. Hmm. That crowd figure, they must have counted all the followers of the chick that used to be in High Five. Must have counted all the... Added them to the... All the paper bags. Five. The yields passed around. Uh, it's very um, contrasting club stories here. You know, if you look at 12 months ago, the yep. the Titans were in their darkest days and players out there giving new meaning to Gold Coast tram lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... Uh, oh... Look at that, my notes have uh, auto-corrected Daily Cherry Evans to Barely Cherry Evans. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah, they backflip, and, and they were broke. Yep. They were in all sorts. And it, it, they really didn't do anything earth-shattering. Um, they recruited a, a couple of not, not well-beaters, but in some pretty key positions, and, and improved upon that with some mid-season transfers. Uh, but... But they're in a patch now that's almost guaranteed them a final spot. You know, unless, yep. unless they royally fuck up last six games. It's true. Then, then they're almost guaranteed of a of a final spot with fucking the first dead set certainty Dally M prop winner in recent memory. Yeah. In fucking the the newly snipped Ryan James. Um, you know, you contrast that with Parramatta. Uh, dare I say he didn't get the three points this week either. Yeah, I know. Um, contrast that with Parramatta and this time last year they'd already done their their superstar recruiting yep and the hype was already starting to build for 2016 so yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting that uh, that there's been such a a fall and a rise but um, the the Titans just look like they're they're enjoying their footy like Ash Taylor looks like a kid who's been told he's got a day off school for a footy carnival yep, yep. Like he, he's just running around playing what he sees in front of him um, and while he, he's got a little bit to go in terms of always making the right choice. Yep. Uh, I I think he's very very positive for them. The the Eels really surprised me with the route they went. Um, in getting the old busted guys back into the team, I thought they would have had enough. You know, mixture of old heads and guys who who were experienced and mature enough this was the time for them to start getting some youth through. Um, but they've gone with, um, you know, people like DeGoyce and, yep. and Robson. Well, the thing is, and they have to get these, they get these old guys and then they have to put them in the centres and stuff, you know, like, and put, and like, <laughs> yeah, uh, like, yes, yeah, that, that's, it's never going to end well. You know, it's, yeah, they're, um, what are they? They're, they're sixth in the, um, the reserve grade competition. So yeah, but I mean, they must. Yeah, you know, you get teams that have lots of injuries. Yeah, and they have you know, a lot of trouble sometimes. They just can't bring guys in because of you know the the second tier cap and all you know all those sorts of things. Do you think with the the issues that the Eels had this year, do you think that they would? It might even just be a cap issue. They can't. Look, you know. it may be. 
Um, but you know, again, the, the, these are those sorts of circumstances where you can talk to the NRL about yeah about um, exemptions in saying that you know one of one of our playmakers is caught depression and and the other one's Jeff Robson. Can we please have a, a charity case here? Um, oh, yeah, but I, that's the way I don't think that this year. I don't think they're in the position <laughs> to be asking for charity and, and special dispensations, especially because of the way that they've fought and continually oh, yeah, not accepted no, 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 the not, referee's not the decision current, on the other shit, you know? If the current board had done it, they'd, they'd yeah. definitely have time to get fucked. Um, but for next year, I think they really need to be ruthless with who they keep on yeah, um, and, and who they move along. But for the remainder of 2016... I think the Titans could turn into one of those clubs. I'm, I'm predicting a like first round of the finals. I'd probably want to say the Titans will win that, and then maybe go through to the next week and upset one of the big boys. But um, we'll wait yeah. and see. Yeah, we They've will. They've got it in them. We'll see. Camaray underscore cowboy. Good to know, no matter how bad it gets, I'm not an Eels fan. Ash sucked in cunts. Ben R47, of course, the former Eels fans, and the Eels got hashtag fucked right in the parsey by the Gold Coast. Mm. Occupied Duckburg. The Titans are making the Ls look like the Washington Generals. He's got to be loving it, though. Long-suffering Titans fans have got to be loving this season. I mean, even if it does, even if it ends in tears, at least you've had a few, a few laughs along the way. A bit and, of joy along the way. Know, Titans fans that didn't hedge that didn't get on board with the Titans when oh yeah Scotty Prince is coming he's won a yeah. premiership we're going to win one yeah and then after two years go fuck this I'm going back to the Broncos yeah or wherever the Dragons yeah. or whatever the, you know true fans so, yeah mm. yeah well then they, I mean really it's just I don't know how these people that could you know like in the first jump on there in the first place I understand that. I'm not to jump on there, but I understand someone who lives in an area and they've been supporting another team from the area because there's nothing in their area and then something comes along in the area and they go like, yep. I'm going to give these guys a chance. Yep. But I still don't understand the people that actually that can actually do that. I mean, like even, even I had that thought process back in 1988 when the Broncos started up. Yeah. Went and looked one game mm. and they even beat my team yeah. well. Yeah. And I was still like... There's no fucking way in the world that I can go for another team. It's, you know, it's a think, ridiculous concept. I think it comes down to your, your reasons for supporting your club in the first place. It comes down to your, to your general strength of character. Not at all. No, that, you know, there's some people that their, their team has been flip flop has been their team. You're a fucking jellyfish, and it comes from you know uh, your family history, yeah. or, or there's a reason for it. Um, I know people who support a team because they were the first team that they ever saw live. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And yep. that's who the person that took them to see it mm-hmm. was going for. Yeah. So they just barracked for that team and, yep. and then it just became. Yep. You know? Um, for those people, you'd almost say that that's a, a pure love of the game and it, it makes sense that they'd, they'd jump over to a team in their area. Yeah, but you've invested like, you know, you've, you've, put, you've put like a decade into the other team. Yeah. You know, at that point, the die's been cast. If you'd have put a decade into the Tigers, yeah, would you have jumped to the uh, the Titans if you lived on the Gold Coast? I can't. I, it's, I, I can't. I can't say. I'm not that guy. Hypothetically, think about it. 
Like Manly are going into this period now where they're going to be busted for a long time. Like you're going to live. You're going to live. They're going to be in the finals this year. They're going to win probably next year. Stop it. Playing like fucking gods of the game at the moment. Um, So you're going to have to deal with disappointment and you know heartbreak and. It's never. It's never disappointing being a Manly fan. Really. Life is life is amazing all the time without exception. Um, when you're one of the chosen, when you're one of the chosen people, it's always sunny. That's right, Tony Abbott's. A, is he your first member? Um, it's a good question. Yeah, he was last year yeah. certainly. Yeah, okay, but it does rotate. Great, good, good caliber of people you got there. Um, but well, yeah, he was the prime minister of the country. So I mean, yeah, Hitler was know. the leader of Germany. <laughs> exactly, dude got shit done. <laughs> These movers and shakers that make shit happen. <laughs> but uh, look, I, I really hope that, that this season starts the upturn in fans for the Titans. You know, um, well, I'd love to see them getting legitimate fifteen thousand, yeah. whatever eight hundred. I don't, I don't think was. the Gold Coast has the um, two hundred seventy-three employed or meth-free population to support a rugby league team. But uh, you can imagine though, if they set up like a methadone clinic concession or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or just, just someone just straight up selling rocks. <laughs> 28,000 every week. <laughs> See, well, Greg Bird. You get like a bikey population involved. <laughs> yeah, Greg, Greg Bird is getting to that stage where he is a negative impact on the team. He's got to start thinking of life after football, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Look, jeez, I, tell you, I mean, I've said it about four times this episode already, but it's like rugby league, we're giving you pearls here. <laughs> Solving all the problems in this fucking game. <laughs> uh, Melbourne Storm 26, defeated the Sydney Roosters 10. Down at Amy Park, crowd of just over 12,500. Storm's points came from tries to Finucane, Cronk, Proctor and Harris. Four of four conversions and a penalty goal to Cameron Smith. The Roosters 10 came from tries to Sex Pest Finger, Rachi Ferguson and two dads. And uh, SST, one of two conversions. Mm. Interesting to see if the Storm have another gear to go to. Of course they do. They've been dead set fucking coasting. Yeah, they have. Lately. But I I think we're going to see them back to their stormy best probably within the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been my comment on the Storm a lot of the times previously. They tend to get to the finals and they've got, you know, Storm mode. Yeah. yeah. Whereas different differently coached teams, different play styles have the ability to get into the finals. But they're only playing as good as they can play. And yeah. and just take it up, you know, in intensity yeah. or in yeah. or in something. Um there's there's been some change ups at, at the storm. You know, there's no Slater anymore. Um you've got two fairly exciting wingers running around mm-hmm. out there, their forwards are in good form. If if they can go up a couple of notches from here, they're gonna be very, very dangerous and very hard to beat. Um the Roosters they're not playing like the second worst team in the comp at the moment. No. But they're still underperforming for what their roster says they should do. Yeah. Um, they've got that many representative or ex-representative players that that they should be. You'd think an okay result for them. Oh, we had injuries and we had this person out and this guy tried to fuck a dog. But we're still challenging for the eight. Yeah, you know, for for them to be languishing now with no hope, um, is, is probably something more to do with attitude. You know, we've said it a, a yep. bunch of times that that there's people like Fergie who just check out uh, halfway through games. 
Um, I, I have no idea what this masterstroke is of moving Latrell Mitchell to the wing. Yeah, because, you know, he's not the future or anything. Well, and there's even talk like, you know, Ferguson moving on. And like, so so why are you investing this time in a guy that's not interested, uh, can't, you know, can't really tackle? Uh, hasn't proven himself to be any kind, any kind of extraordinary weapon it, from there anyway. Mitchell was progressing. He was going okay, I thought. Yeah, he had some shit. Yeah, he he did some shit things, but you know he's a fucking rookie kid. I would go so far as to say that him and uh, two dads have been the highlight for the Roosters oh, issue. Two, I mean, yeah, two dads. Look, the, just the, the consistency of that guy. Yeah. Um, but the 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 rest of the the Roosters really need to do some soul searching about why they want to play for the Roosters mm-hmm. and themselves as human beings in general. You can, it's hard, I find it hard to believe it's because it's not a Warriors game but there was uh, fuck all really? tweets on this game yeah so I'm going to move to the next one Crown Southern Sharks 36 defeat the Newcastle Knights 4 at Reclaim Australia Stadium crowd of just a touch under 17,000 and I would believe that crowd actually I mean the Sharkies you know winning mm-hmm. side Brings the fans back real quick. Uh, the Sharkies 36 came from a double to Bird. Uh, Fecky, uh, Barber got a double as well. Beal and a double to Valentine Holmes. Uh, conversions spread them around a bit with uh, Chad Townsend, the only successful goal kicker with two of six. The Knights four came from tries to uh, Nathan Ross. And Hodkinson, of course, missed with his uh, only attempt at goal. Yeah, I think um, Hodkinson's definitely cemented his spot as dud by the round. Or dud by the year, I should say. Yeah, he's the dud by the year. Yeah, in a fucking in a, in a year where where Anthony Watmore and Kieran Foran exist. Yep. No way. Yeah. Fucking world. Yep. Like Hawkinson's not. He's not going great. Don't get me wrong. I'm defending the guy, but there are fucking guys that, like Kieran Foran on the price he's on, on the amount of games he's played, the return on investment, everything. There's every possible metric you could possibly gather. Well, if you look basic, worst boy. You know, basically on the fact that Parramatta are in a better position than Newcastle are. Yeah. But Kieran Foran's barely played a game for them, though. Yeah. So he's not contributed to that. That's Corey Norman being a great boy. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the, Which is which is basically overcome the fact that, that Foran's the dud boy of almost ever. But you can't... Okay, so you can't... So Foran's got his depression thing. You can't yeah. say that, okay, well, that had something to do with... With the oh, maybe it did have something to do with the coach, but you know, with Hodkinson, yeah, he's just not performing on the field. So just based yeah. purely on performance, yeah, not on having to pretend your knees are busted to retire and dodge a salary cap <laughs> requirements. Um, There's still going to be worse ones than Hodkinson, I'm sure. I just got to think of them. Just got to think of them. There's mm. got there's got to be worse ones. There's no. got to be. Um, but the big surprise of Sharks one. But if you look at the stats of this game. Mm-hmm. Have you had a look yet? No, I've not. What would you assume the Sharks completed at? Well, you know, based on... Well, you know, no, okay. I'm going to uh, say, okay, because you're bringing it up... Given I've led in with this question. Yeah, yeah like, I'm going to say like, something like 79%. 60%. That's low. Yeah, I didn't. Low. I did not I did not feel like it was that low. Yes. Just because they were pumping them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And there's a little bit in there of when, you, when you're playing against a cellar dweller. Yeah, you, you may drag be a little, a little bit, bit looser yep. than than you normally would be. Throw a couple of passes you normally wouldn't. Um, but any other team except maybe the Dragons at the moment, and that um, that loses you the game. 
and quite possibly with the fact he's been that complete sets though they were usually six points or oh, no yeah, four the, points in this case you know, when, when they completed sets they yeah. they looked as dangerous as they have the rest of the year but but just letting that creep into the game like I assume it would be a worry for Flanner um, I wouldn't be a worry I wouldn't imagine given the margin of this game the fact that it, I mean, how, I mean, how did the how did the possession stats go through the course of the game? Though did it drop off in the second half? Is that where it dropped off? Was the first half great? Oh, mate, you know what I mean. Like, did yeah, it happen yeah, when the no. game was already, yeah, you know, when they already had them pumped? That's what I'm saying. Because then that's thought, rubbish time anyway. Well, they, that's they that's already, junk time. So they already had them pumped before yeah. they ran onto the field. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, but uh, like mistakes in like like junk time mistakes are not that you know concerned about if I'm the coach, but. Uh, you kind you want to kind of you know you want to start games and you want to you know look I don't think any of games. the current Cronulla Sharks are going to be uh, scouted for Menza. Well, no, anytime soon. I don't think rugby league players so, in general are though, are they? Oh, yeah, Matt Moylan, genius. The fucking based on what? <laughs> That's your thesis. Yeah. Matt genius. Moylan is a genius. Nonchalant shrug. <laughs> Absolute genius. I rest my case. Rugby genius. Um, I, I provide you with exhibit A. This shrug. Step one. Call him a genius. Step two. Step three. Profit. <laughs> um, the, the the sharks, I, I think, because they're, they're not that well drill side that, that, say, your Storm or to an extent your Cowboys are, they're they're much more off off reflex and feel, and if they've had these things that worked in this game that that they absolutely trounced them in, there's a risk that they incorporate those against better teams. Yeah, I, um, I, I honestly don't think that they fall into that trap because you got to remember, the Sharks have got a long tradition of being only structure with no flair. Oh yeah, definitely. So it's so it's so in their DNA over the past couple of years. That, um, and even going back to like the fucking Ricky years, like that, you know, that was the way they, they played. So yeah. um, they had it was like that was that was their problem. They had no attack. They had the they had all the all the structure and the the defence and the forwards could roll through, but they they couldn't capitalise with them. Yeah. Now they've got some guys that are you know exciting attacking players, and uh, and which is you know funnily enough they're actually winning games. Oh yeah, definitely. But uh, I'd I'd be really interested to see their stats next week. Compared to this one, I'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, G Campbell underscore eighty eight. Who it's important to note is a Newcastle Knights fan. Eat a bag of dicks, all you hopeless Knights cunts. Blah blah blah. Hashtag up up Cronulla. <laughs> He's broken. Uh, at Lynn Shields, I like the Sharks, but gee, their mascot is crap. The face sort of reminds me of Hope Solo. I'm so Ooh. disappointed in this tweet. Say Lynn Shields, sort yourself out. The West Tigers 25 to feed St. George Illawarra Dragons 12 at ANZ. Crowd a touch over 15,000. The Tigers tries to Noffa, Luma, Brooks, Tedesco and Alloy. Um, ranking two or four conversions and a couple of penalty goals. Mitchell Moses with a field goal at the end. And the Dragons tries to Kurt Mann, Adam Quinlan. One of two conversions to Widdop and a penalty goal. Yeah, yeah um, the Tigers look sharp. They're, they're back to that style of footy they had earlier in the year where they were dangerous in more than just the place on the field where Tedesco was. Yeah. Um, they've got guys who are who are actively seeking early ball and you know, Naguama's back to 
to his early little jinking elusive runs and I thought he had an absolute cracker of a game um, it's a fucking fairly intense hairstyle he's got I've been, uh, you know, been very quiet on the hairstyle front the last couple of weeks. Look, there's there's really been no reason, you know. Everyone knows that DeBellin's a fucking waste of oxygen and Urban Samurai should have been swallowed, but, you know. Um, but Nguyen, you know, when, when you're playing like he is, yep. then, uh, then by all means, go for it. Um, but the the fact that the there's now weapons all over the park as, as opposed to like I said just that well okay give it to Teddy and, and expect yep. him to bust every tackle and just score a try every yep. third play um, they're, they're really starting to feel comfortable I think around each other the Dragons just it's like they're coached by Wayne Bennett again they're just boring and yeah and with so much of modern day football based on trying to create defensive misreads yeah the, th- the thing is though like the Bennett era dragons were boring but part of that that boring nature was brick wall in defense like you know the, what I mean yeah, like, like the stingiest phalanx, you know? yeah it, it's, it's not, yeah. not exciting to watch but you you win wars but yeah, these guys don't have the defense but they also have that same you know lack of ability yeah, to rent, to go to another level in attack you know you, you look at the the successful teams for, for start but then even people like the Tigers and the Panthers that are playing more expensive football there's three or four options for the ball carrier to pass to yeah. or to give to and and the whole purpose of that is to try and have misreads in the defensive line you know it's the purpose of decoy runners yep. um, the the whole idea is create the space with your attack yep. for your attacking players to run through you know the teams have learned now and the, and the Tigers to their credit they learned that okay well when St George Pettit right don't bother trying to go up and in on them mm-hmm. just hold your position and advance yep. on them yep. because eventually it'll just be pass 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 wing has got it cut back in field submit to a tackle yep. the, the, their whole defensive uh, offensive play is pass the ball and hope somebody drops off a tackle Yeah, that's it um so I, I you, know, you 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 look at the dragons Benji's gone um what's his name Widdop's forgotten everything that Bellamy and Cronk ever taught him <laughs> so they they need a, a really really good shake up down there they had a lot of young exciting guys obviously Frizzell was was dominant in state of origin and Aiken's great that Tane Mill you know, yeah, he actually he showed like scored in, a, in, a remarkable solo try. That, he he's the one that showed the enthusiasm, and like he had all that yeah. loose that looseness that comes with being, you know, new and unspoiled by by a, a shitty losing side. Yep. But I mean, like he's the one that's you know set Quinlan up for a try at the point when they really needed it, and they and they actually started to come back a bit. Yep. Uh, at that at that stage of the game, you know, like with you know sort of you know fifteen minutes to go. Um, he could he could be some he he could be a good player for him but um and he's named in this week so yeah we'll see how he goes but um it, it is interesting though you look at Benji Benji Marshall um how long has he been around now oh fuck you know for did he start in 03? thereabouts yeah. yeah okay um he he doesn't have whatever that is twelve years rugby league yeah. experience. 
he's played two years over and over and over and over and over and over and over and, over and just gotten old and slow. Um, yeah, at, at his age, he should be that old head being able to create pressure. Yeah. Just knowing, okay, well, if we get it up here, I can dribble it in because I've done 10,000 hours of dribbling in kicks yep. behind defensive lines. Yep. That and I've seen every possible defensive read that's, that, that's ever, ever able to be conjured up on a rugby league field, that, and I know how this guy's going to react. That nine times out of ten, I can get it to sit where I want it, yep. when I want it to, yep. and we'll build some pressure. Yep. So all you guys got to do is get me down there, and, and I'll do my job, but... But he's he's just not being effective no. at the moment. The, um, what was Addo Carr this week in Reggie's? Yeah, yeah. He's a guy that's been. He's going to Melbourne. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's, why invest any? Why develop him further? Yeah, um, they don't need him in the current lineup. They don't. But if you were Addo Carr, yeah, and you were going to go and play with, you know, arguably the best hooker. Yeah. In the game, one of the top three or four number sevens and probably one of the top three coaches. Yeah. For all but guaranteed starting wing spot because he's there to replace Corabetti. Yep. What would be keeping you at the West Tigers? Contract. No, no, no. He's signed by Melbourne. Yeah, he's not signed for it. That's next year. Yeah. He's not signed. He's trying to get out of his Melbourne contract to stay at the Tigers. Oh, is he? Yeah. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Why would you fucking... Uh, that's so. That's like such a quick turnaround after... T- maybe think it through more before you sign or... Like he, he's, it's not like he's established himself as a, you know, massive player. No. Like he's had a couple of good games, but... Interesting. Mm, fucking dummy. Folly of youth. Gen Y fucking... Mm. Wants to be his CEO. Like his uncle Robbie. Uh, zero four. Does anyone remember when St. George were boring and successful? I'm glad they aren't successful anymore. Mario Siegs. Taylor out. Oh, look, Tigers won. Great bloke, that JT. Sexy underscore Bethany 97. Can we have some Sack Mary shirts in the vein of the old hash Sack Cardi shirts? Nah. Live with it. The biggest Tiger. One step closer to becoming a legitimate team in 2016. Hash believe. Hashtag Tigers leveling out. Um, at Tom Crook the last time I saw a Moses be this influential I stopped coveting my neighbour's ox uh, Devonhead oust douse they say I say oust every last motherfucking one of them hash dead V hash none in a row <laughs> and uh, finally uh, Cavernous Hope hey this week in league the second favourite team of Glenn seems to be lifting as his favourite team declines coincidence hash state trader karma Ooh. Monday Night Foot Bitch, the mighty Manly Seagulls 20, defeat the South Sydney Rabbitohs 12 at Allianz in front of a crowd listed as 8273. And uh, I tell you, those 8,273 fans in attendance uh, did a tremendous job. I mean, I've seen Dress Like a Seat Day promotions at the Titans many, many times every weekend they play there. But the, the, the quality of the Dress Like a Seat devotion by the, the, the fans in attendance... 
you could, I don't know how they coordinated it before the game, but you could swear that it spelled Allianz out in the seats, wow. in white print on the blue seats. So for them to actually coordinate who was wearing the white shirts and who was wearing the blue shirts, it was just tremendous effort from uh, <laughs> the huge crowd of attendance. Nice. Uh, the Manly, 20 points came from tries too. Jamie Lyon, George Tafua and Tommy Turbo. Jamie Lyon, two or three conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Rabbitohs, 12 points came from tries to Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker. Reynolds, two of two conversions. Yeah, mate, I'll, I'll give you the word on this one, but... Um, fucking pleasing again. The Turbos, just fucking dominating. Like, and, and Tommy is coming along so quickly in terms of quality ball playing and stuff. It's like he's just been waiting for his moment to be the guy, and then now he's the guy. He's just come in and he's fucking doing that shit. I mean, the Manly lose nothing down that left-hand side in attack from 20 metres out when he chimes in. It's exactly as if Brett Stewart was in there, you know, prime ball playing. Plus, he's got, like, you know, all the other stuff. He's, he's been safe as anything at fullback. Like, just... The move has turned out better than anyone could could have dreamed. I mean, it was always going to be his role, but, I mean, to come into it, you know, ahead of schedule and everything and just... Going, just killing it. Um, his brother, unreal. Yeah, like one of the best forwards in the he, game at the moment. He does go to the croaker school of rugby league facial expressions. What does that mean? Little Toddy Turbo always looks like he's crying. He doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Look at Fucking, you're full of shit. He does. Keep talking. Yeah, you gotta keep, you gotta try and find, Google, Google Tom Trevojevic. Do you need to spell Trevojevic? Crying. <laughs> Um, but like the pleasing first half again uh, great first half dominant first half second half fell away a little bit more but it's not like they fell away either they just, they just started introducing these just dumb fucking mistakes and penalties and like I've I've given I've given Darcy Lussick a rap over the last couple of weeks that finally you know who would have who would have thunk it he's become an NRL player after so many years in the competition like what's this his 5th 6th year in a comp and he's finally become an NRL player I mean the fucking he's making metres and stuff and he's doing prop shit like it's it's mystifying but he's still got like those dumb cunt penalties in his game where he'll you know just holding the guy you know, like mm. he gives those fucking dumb cunt penalties away that, he, that if he gets rid of those he's a good player uh, just penalties are fucking liability. I mean, Lewis Brown. It's, it's funny that the Manly guy is so well at the moment, and they're playing like plotters, like Green and Brown, sort of out out wide, and like Lewis Brown especially, like that fucking retarded shit. When South Attack broke down and he's he scooped the ball up and he was away, and then gets himself one on one stripped, and you know South scored their first try almost immediately after that. Um, just dumb, careless, dumb, fucking dumb shit, man. Like, come on now. I mean, I know they're up by heaps at the time, but just fuck, dude. Like, just get your shit together. You need to be switching on for an entire game. Um, and just all they got to do now is just like sort out their attack from 20 metres out. I mean, they can roll down the field easily. They're doing a great job in the forwards. I mean, I never would have thought that the, you know, that the forward pack would you know go so well, even when you're carrying potatoes like Nate Miles and fucking Josh Starley in there. The other guys are doing such a good job. Um, just some dumb fucking options. See? He's scoring a try. He's crying. He's not crying there. He is. It's just fucking like... That, that's just... That's Look, just effort, mate. He's running. He's crying. That's not crying. That's effort. The absence of... To- the total absence of tears and, and liquid Look, welling in his fucking eyes. Crying. Like, <laughs> you're mistaking effort for tears. You, the thing is... Croker literally has watery pools in his eye sockets 
for 80 minutes no, of said the he, game. he went to the Crocus School of Facial Expressions. So, another one. Running. Crying. These, these are just fucking mid-effort shots, man. Every fucking rugby league player that's ever played the game mm. has that, has the, that face, every, every fucking action shot. Every single one of them. But um, No, see, he's crying. Everyone else, not crying. No, he's the one with the ball. He's the one doing stuff. Yeah, but other people are chasing him. Yeah, he's the one doing They're stuff. pushing up in support. Yeah, exactly. He's the one like getting tackled, or you know. He, yeah, exactly. He, he's doing. He's doing so the shit. So hard that he cries. He's doing the shit. Like he's doing the fucking. My he's God, doing the rugby league shit. Jack Reed made him cry. Looks like he's about to fucking push Jack Reed into next week. Yeah, barge him off to get to his Kleenex. To get to fucking anyway. another Tommy Turbo try. Another Tommy Turbo Sorry, special. Back to your crying game. The greatest. The greatest brothers to play the game mm. at this stage already. And, you know, it's only really their first full season. That's a big call. It. And I'd say... Um, it's, a, it's, it's basically... It's a very small call. It's a very easy call to make because it's so true. That's, as, as, that's why it's so easy to make. It's, uh, it's so obvious. I mean, it's the lowest hanging fruit. It's not, it's, it's, it's not oh, even a hot the take. The lowest hanging fruit would be for me to say, no, they need a couple more seasons to get to Burgess level. Then we can start talking about... Yeah, that's no, but that's that's trolling. That's not low hanging fruit. That's just that's just saying something that's patently incorrect to get a response out of me. Not patently mean. incorrect. We're not playing. We're not playing that game. They haven't even had a complete good season yet. That's what I'm saying. They're that fucking good that quickly. They've already established the. They've already established the fucking high watermark, and now they're just going to keep increasing the legacy. Fuck it's just good, <laughs> good thing Sportsmate's got that ring to your function now, because both hands are firmly on your cock while you're talking. <laughs> And why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, but uh, well done, for sexy, sexy, to- sexy times. And this is fucking ble- And the thing that Souths want to hold on to, they don't want to hold on to the six hundred fucking drop balls and dick finger errors from fuckhead Joe Burgess. Yeah. My God, he dodged a bullet getting that fucking guy jettisoned before he could do too much harm to their <laughs> yeah. already irreparably harmed, se- irreparably harmed season. But um, fuck. Then he drops the ball over the line. And the commentators, for some reason, they want to see a contest. Commentators have this fucking this fascination with commentators now. They they want golden point. They want a fucking contest oh, yeah, to call. Of course they do. They, that's not yeah. their fucking job. Their job is to, I, I it's think, not to call the game they want. It's I to call the, the game that is. The referee's got two things, um, or, or one year one thing wrong with her. I think the no try decision was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I think Jamie Lyon should have been marched off the field for what he said to the referees. But it's kind of like one of those things where, like, they had they had to just stand back and they go, "Whoa, Jamie, what did you oh, look, mate?" In all, in all seriousness, that you do have a point. He, he can't. We do it. we have been you, you, Jamie. Ordinarily, I would say that's bang out of line, mate. You can't come up to us and call us cheats, essentially. Yeah, exactly. But. And you do have a point. We have been throwing the game in favour of Stouts to try and get a contest. Apologies. And uh, if you'd let us continue with the game now, let's put it just behind us. <laughs> Jamie Lyon is, is cementing himself as an absolute cunt of a human being. And... God, cunt of rugby league, god of rugby league, potato, potato. <laughs> potato, forced anal sex that... Guess, you know. uh, and uh, and and guess what? The decision stopped going south way immediately yeah, after. Exactly. The referees, which the dude absolutely played a masterful hand, which is and got the result for his it's team. It's Cameron Smith level fucking prickishness, 
and and the about, Arrow it's will about be time that someone toothless. it's about time that fucking someone else got away with it though. Yeah, I'm tired of fucking um, Cameron Smith lording over these referees, telling but, them how to do their job. You know, it is it is good to see that Manly have that do whatever it takes to win thing because they haven't won too many this season, legitimately. Oh, three in a row now. And the Jamie Lyon Cherry Evans halves combination is well, just it can't the be three best in a row because he didn't win this one legitimately because he altered the course of the game. Why? By they were saying that to the referees. They were leading. They were leading by eight points at the time. What are you talking about? No, he altered the course of the game. Yeah, he altered the course of the game. Then in there was terms one of the- where he altered the course of the game by diving like a soccer player. Once again, mate, like a soccer player. If, you need, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's only cheating if you don't get away with it. <laughs> and Jamie Lyon, I mean, just the, the cagey veteran. He's got all the tricks. He's, he's got a page out of Melbourne. Ingers Slips under the bottom rope, yeah. pulls out a fucking table, sets it up, <laughs> DDT someone through it, rolls them back in, gets a pinfall. <laughs> my, my uncle played cards with Melbourne Inga once. Oh, okay. You ever he played Yuka? No, I'm not. I'm not a card player myself. It's a four-person game. You've got a partner that yeah. sits across from you. I'm aware of the game. I believe old people play it. And, um, and it, yeah, it's dependent on suits. Okay. And Big Mel was the most obvious cheat ever. You know, because, How was he cheating the game? Well, you know, he'd be sitting there saying, oh, can someone remind me to uh, you know, go to the store on the weekend? I need to buy a new spade. <laughs> As in, as in what? So he needs to accumulate spades to win. Yeah, he's got a handful of spades, oh. so his partner can. You know. oh, so the okay, so the partner situation here, it's not like a partnership where you can communicate. No, you can't say, okay. "Hey, do this okay. or do that." All right, it's uh, fucking yeah, not even good level Jamie Lyon cheating, <laughs> shit Queenslander cheating. <laughs> well, Cameron Smith is like, he's <laughs> yeah, spectacular yeah. cheating. Oh, so, yeah, credit where it's due. Well done for ending this season. At on a daily bailus, the pride of the league can't pull a town, can't pull a crowd in their home region. Hash Western Sydney Rabbitohs, Mario Siegs, uh, the Turbri. Don't you fucking do that. Combined for three hundred and eighty-nine meters, they are clearly the greatest eye of all time. It's fucking Turbros, man. Get with it, fuck's sake. Oh, Turbri, it's gonna stick. Turbros, the base chapo. How about that Trent Barrett? That lad sure can coach. <laughs> results business driven business at least the fucking well finally the keys in ignition and done a few laps and finally those results I fucking got behind the wheel and started driving cunts MJ Eagle 23 watching the Trevojevic brothers equals footy orgasm so there you go I'm inclined to agree my pants would say you are correct <laughs> given yeah Tommy looks like he's having one every time he touches the ball uh, and everyone in watch, everyone in attendance and watching in the millions and millions watching at home live on pay-per-view. Previews, okay, uh, this week, the Thursday night game is the Sydney Roosters versus the Brisbane Broncos. And you know what? You're talking about the Roosters, the way they're performing in terms of you know, the roster and so forth. The way the Broncos are going at the moment, this could be. This is the best shot the Roosters have got. I think Gillett has been ruled out as well, right? Gillett's gone. So he's, in, he's gone. in the team in front of me, but he's yeah, he's he's out. So this master of meetings is gone. This is a, a very best choice, very very best chance that the Roosters are going to have at him. 
And if they can't if they can't get the Broncos it's Broncos away from home, forward pack, very much depleted. Mm. I don't I, I don't know if I can go there and say that the Roosters are gonna win, but fuck man, like I I think the Broncos have got more to play for. Of course they do. They, abs- um, they absolutely do. And so if they They've had more to play for than all the teams they played in the last two months though. No, not necessarily. This thing. Yeah, there've been a couple of teams. They were like, like they were like neck and neck minor premiership <laughs> oh, yeah, for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. No, they're definitely not. And then they and now now they're like it. scrambling for any position mm. in the eight that they can get. Mm. But uh, no, I, I think Brisbane will just have too many points in them. People like Roberts for the uh, for the Roosters. Yeah. Roberts, is, Roberts is not a very good example for points. I mean, that dude's done fucking nothing. Against, well, against broken defences. Yeah, but... Which the Roosters have put up week in, week out for the last five weeks. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting to see. No, that's, I, was, I think the Broncos will win, but... But you're right, it's a good opportunity for the Roosters. It's good, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, yeah. like, I, I still don't like that Blake Ferguson fullback business. Uh, but, you know... Not my team. We'll, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, not not my concern how these two play, but uh, I would only assume the Broncos are going to. Uh, but uh, this is the thing: I've been assuming it like three weeks in a row now that okay, now the Broncos are going to do the you know the Bronco yeah. thing, but they haven't. Not even close. They've yeah. got gotten worse, if anything. So, you know, nothing surprised me. Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs versus the St George Illawarra Dragons. Friday night of football and uh, just a tonic for the doggies. Yeah. After copying a pasting to nil. What better way to turn your team's fortunes around than to play the St. George than to play the St. George Illawarra Dragons, who are basically uh, by two yeah. of the season. Look, again, the, the doggies are, are playing for a top four spot, mm-hmm. which which gives them a life come finals. Yeah. Um and and I think that Des would have been very upset with their performance last week, so they should win this game fairly easily. I would think so. I mean, I can't see anything that anything the Dragons are doing here to try and turn things around. So, uh, yeah, I think the Doggies will win this by plenty. The Warriors take on the Panthers at Mount Smart. Look, I think we what have we have we officially anointed the Warriors have given up on their season or? Yeah, I uh, I think so. Um, In which case, then you guys should win uh, fairly comfortably. You're taking about 400 players over from the look at this team list. Yeah, we are. It's an extended bench. Very fucking extended. We're just extending them all the way back to Penrith, building a bridge of players <laughs> over in New Zealand. Um, yeah, if, if we again, if we can show the same control mm-hmm. that we did last week, um, then we'll win this game very easily. The the threat there is just like we did against Wests. Yeah. If you fuck around too much with the ball against a team like that, then they'll put a lot of points on you very very quickly. Yep. And you won't be able to dig yourself out of that hole. But uh, if we play like we did against Brisbane defensively, then uh, we'll be fine. Blake Ashford in the 17 for the Warriors. What fucking utility value does that guy hold? That seems like a, 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 a curious choice from a coach who's uh, not great at making choices in team selection. So, okay. Yeah, I think the Panthers will get him though. Uh, the West Tigers take on the Eels. ANZ Stadium. Eels have given up. Their season is over. They've yeah, a, they're done. It's like eight from six they're now, isn't it? Yep. So they're done. Yep. Mathematically, whatever they they can't they they can't get it done. So I think they've given up. I think the Tigers, uh, you know, they seem to be having a good run at the moment of um, hitting teams that have given up. Yep. Uh, which is great for them. 
Uh, no Robbie Farrow this week. Nope. Tigers win. Tigers better win. This is one of those ones where it's just like, you know, it's not a soft draw, but it's like, fuck, you're getting the team at the exactly perfect time. Yeah, that's it. Like when all the will to win has, has left them, you know, completely. Like St. Uh, George got at origin time. Yeah, like Corey Norman still mm. gone, you know. So, yeah, it's good. It's a good time to get the Eels any time from now. Uh, North Queensland Cowboys take on the Melbourne Storm up at 1,300 teeth. This would be a big one for Storm. Like game of the Cowboys round. dominated dominated the doggies uh, and you know it's a side that's um, not 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 exactly similar but hmm um, I think Thurston's a difference here if he's if he's in the side though right well, I mean they're, they're saying he's not yeah they originally named him as not but I think that did I read an article or at least oh, not an article but like I see a headline saying that you know that they, oh, they, they haven't given up on the, they haven't given up on him being no, it was Fit the Storm or? were prepping as if he was going to play. Oh, okay. Right. Which so in that case, he's not necessarily going bullshit. to play. Yep. Yeah. Um, I still don't think that it's enough to even... They're, they're fucking good up there. Town, yeah, look, Cowboys in Townsville. Um, I think he, his supporting cast, as his supporting cast, are different when he's gone completely. Yeah. Like, you look at your Lachlan Coots and, and those guys. When he's still on the field... They're far more effective, yeah. even though they're doing the same thing as they would be doing if he wasn't there at all. Yeah, um, it, It's just almost by his presence, he, he's a little bit calming for him. But if Thurston plays, I think the Cowboys get it. If uh, if he doesn't, then uh, I think the the Storm would just be a little yeah, bit I don't, professional. I, I, th- I, think, I, I think the Cowboys are going to win no matter what, because I, th- I don't think the Storm are quite warmed up to the task yet there. I don't put it past Bellamy just to, you know, say, yeah, fair enough. You're getting the win still. You're still picking up two points. Just fucking, you know, cruise a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, taper him and get him up. I mean, like, he knows what finals football is all about yeah, and get it. a team up for finals football. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be a lot closer without Thurston, that's for sure. But I still think it'll be a big score if he's there. No, no, I don't think it'll be a big score. I just think it'll be closer. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I'm not expecting, you know, the Cowboys to flog them, but I'm expecting them to win. You know, it's not coming down to the last minute or anything. Yeah, gotcha. South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Canberra Raiders. ANZ Stadium. Canberra rolling. Rabbitohs gone. Absolutely fucking... Sal- yeah. they're, they're ripe for the slaughtering. I mean, Manly should have gone on and fucking doubled the, the margin. They had uh, doubled their first half score, but um, wasn't see. to be. Canberra can, can pretty much cement or, or go go towards cementing their top four position Yeah, with a win here because yep. they had that, uh, the draw earlier on that's right which puts them on that one point difference so they're not going to tie with anybody yep So for and they're past the point where it's going to hurt them for and against can't help them either yep you know, there's a couple of teams like the Tigers and, and those guys that if they're for and against improves it'll slingshot them straight into the eight Canberra don't have that luxury yep they need to be legitimately uh, in front of the team below them yep um, so I think they'll be up for it much more than the Rabbits yeah fucking Rabbits no chance I mean they're gone for 2016 the mighty Manly Seagulls take on Newcastle Knights Sunday afternoon, Brookvale Oval, the best time and place for rugby league viewing ever. And uh, Manly side, look like they're running out with about the same side as last time. Uh, got, Fanua Blake's in 22 there, so, you know, potentially they're thinking of yeah. fucking off a potato like Josh Starling. If you don't put 30-plus points on the Knights... Knights will probably fucking win. It'd, it'd, <laughs> it'd count as a defeat. 
Look, just I'm, I'm happy for the two points. These these, these Knights games and against teams like the Knights, like the Rabbitohs the week before, they're they're notorious. Yeah, they're, they're the classic trap games where you know if attitudes are not right, you know you can just you can fuck up and yeah, you give them a sniff and then you know they finally they find their fucking spirit that they haven't had for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. Um, so I don't want that to happen. What we need is the first half like we've had the last couple of weeks, where we blow off the park, you know, put twenty on them in the first half, and you know this time, guys. In the spirit of you know incremental improvement week on week, yep. Repeat, you know, give us eighty minutes or give us sixty minutes, you know, yeah. this time instead of forty. So uh, you know, build the lead. That's great. You know, come out of the blocks firing. Love it. But yeah, and like yeah, there's really there's no way that this night side should fucking get close no. to any team in the competition. No, Mullen's still not hundred percent. He's was in under, you know, under an injury cloud, and he's the difference between them being bad and woeful. Yeah, and he's well. He's gone. He's what's what's the story with his hamstring? Wasn't it? The I mean, now he's got to retire, right? I mean, fuck. Yeah, he, he has to go. I mean, he's been taking up a very large sum of money at nights for a very long amount of time now. Yes. And at what point does your conscience take over and go? I'm fucking stealing a lot. <laughs> absolutely thieving a living here. I'm not playing. I mean, I'm, my my professional job. Is yeah. rehabbing from fucking injury. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's my career title. So, yeah. Come on, man. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks Monday night at Hope Solo Coliseum in front of fucking nobody. Despite the fact that it's um, two teams in the eight, mm. number one sides come to town. Um, Cronulla are fucking... They'll, they'll win the game. Yeah. Look, Cronulla should win the game. But if they handle the ball anywhere near like they did against Newcastle... Um, I still don't think the times of these completion machines are going to punish they punish sides for mistakes. Yeah, no, I don't. But I think with people like Taylor and the team who who can just, again, change what they're doing and and adapt fairly well to a situation... Yeah. Um, he, he's definitely not one of those halves who... You know, pass, pass, pass. I've I've decided I'm going to turn it back inside to a forward now, and that's what I'll do no matter what happens in front of me. Mm. Um, and and I think that if Granada don't show the ball the respect it deserves, that's where the strike power comes from. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Sharks will uh, win handily, but you know I'm happy to be proven wrong because Titans been proving me wrong all season so far. And that is full time for episode 232. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League and also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. iTunes had a review from M.Luke. Is it a title? As my stepdad always said, five stars. And of course, as his stepdad always said, you need to clean up your jizz before you light your cigars. <laughs> Figure that out, you cryptic cunts. <laughs> Quoting you last week. That was last week. <laughs> so, so, thank, thank you, sir, for the review and uh, creative use of you know uh, punctuation items to to get that, to get that C bomb through the, the filter. Um, and of course, yeah, it's uh, it's wonderful if you can support the show by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes, giving us a rating and a review. Um, 
takes about a minute to do it, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's really good for us. So um, really good for the show. So thank you very much for that, uh, M. Luke. Uh, Supercoach. At the moment, we have the Wendells still on top. But let me look at their score now. Oh, it's still oh, fucking. It's very close. The Pool Sharks making a big run. Bobbers. NZ underscore Magpie fifty four. Dave's doggies. Ram and Robbo down to six, gone. Too much tuners, silver foxes, I have seagulls and far Q all. Tipping Whitey is on top. Sole possession of first position on 110, followed by Lemon and David Kingston tied in second place, one point behind. Then it's three points back to Desi's Ducks, another point back to Bulldog Wixie, JB, SNS Marla, and another point back to Erebus Chaos, another one to John Zambelli, and another one to Voodoo Rock. So now we're looking at seven points from first to tenth, and uh, a little bit of a breakaway group form mm. from the top three coming up at the uh, business end of the season, and I'm pretty sure that those three guys have always been up and amongst it for fucking years now, actually. Gets a bit easier to tip this time of year as well. It's easy to tip this time of year now, but I mean, these guys have put themselves in a position where they're still up, you know, they're there to take advantage of it, you know, this time of year too. They're getting like, you know, fives and and sixes all year, you know, like... That's it. If if you're not in the top three or four now, you've got to start making on some upsets. Yeah, you've got to start tipping the upsets and watch yourself either plummet or, you know, miraculously rise. Uh, You've got to be prepared to do that though, because some people like, I'm very content, like it looks good to be in fourth. But they're not making any ground on the leaders at this stage, and you know, so you got to, you know, say fuck that. I'll finish twentieth, but I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna roll the dice. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And yeah, that's it. That's all we got time for. Hey, so um, good luck to your teams this weekend, especially mine, and uh, and bad luck to your team if you're a night supporter. But hey, you don't need me to tell you that. (laughs) That's 2016, isn't it? So that's it. Make sure you listen to This Week in MMA if you're into that shit. Uh, Rocks and Diamonds podcast as well to get some good recommendations from TV shows. I'm fucking throwing a USB together for you this week. It's phenomenal. Oh, it's going to be, I tell you, there's some good shit. Good I'll watch, shit. I'll watch it in the car on the way home. <laughs> Why not? I mean, what would you be doing otherwise? Fucking catching Pokemons? Which is it past them on the street? <laughs> no. Be listening to that creepy robotic voice serenade me about the. Panthers' glorious victory over the uh, <laughs> dodgy Grisbane Gronkos. Oh, that that voice thing—that's tremendous, though. Sports, mate, you've done it again. Get into it. See you next week. See ya. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.